You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode 119. Roughly a week since you left the city. The passing landscape has changed very little, consisting mostly of distant twitching spires and wide expanses of congealing, congealing aberrant viscera. You've just set up your campsite when you spot a sparkling white flare on the hills behind you. Hasten appears to have caught up with you at last. He slows to a stop just outside of the sphere of firelight, granting you the ghost of a smirk before joining you. Where was he for the past week? Doing recon for me with. Unless someone else has something to say. <clears throat> doing Mind Flayer recon. Hasten had spent the last week moving from uh, stealthily from Mind Flayer Hive to Mind Flayer Hive, having spent some time initially <coughs> making sure that he could use his newfound Shar uh, enhanced shadow magic to stay hidden. He's been able to scout out many Mind Flayer hives, although he has not uh, um, expressed any of this, uh, what he's actually doing to the group. He had simply left, saying that he had important business. (laughs) And has finally returned. I'm not sure how relieved I should be that you were so easy to find. Yeah. We can do better about that, but to be frank, it's pretty difficult with most of what we've got here. Yeah, Pinter says, I don't think we, right now, necessarily want to be hidden. Um, if we want to know where these gods are, the best way might be to attract their attention. Ernie says, we're <coughs> hunting gods. That's the definition of looking for trouble. It's <laughs> just... Nods appreciatively, topping a, uh, tossing a lump of dark flesh stone into the fire where it hisses and pops violently. Ren interjects though and says, keep doing that? "We may be hunting gods and want and and asking for trouble. However, killing Shar could have been lucky. If we take out Labalus Enerath, also maybe could have been lucky. But by the time we've <laughs> we've put you know chalked up a couple gods." The other gods around are probably going to catch wind and start to not come looking for us and hide if they hear us coming. So we may want to start thinking about that. He says, leave it to Ren to start looking ahead of when we have killed multiple gods. Oh, it'll happen. He says, it'll and then he to. looks at Ren and says, Frida sends her warm regards, by the way. It reminds you to stay safe. Frida's a mind player? And doesn't say anything. He just kind of says, he just kind of looks and shrugs and nods and in kind of a thank you type gesture. And, and I have received the comment. Hey, Hazen sits down near the fire. What'd you say? I just said those two. Yeah. Will they? Won't they? 
Mason sits down near the fire and lets out a long sigh as his eyes turn to the starless night sky. After a few moments of aimless searching, he frowns and turns to you. He says, these people back there, they have never known stars. Can you imagine that? Neither have they known the sea or the colors of autumn. How can it be that a dead man has lived a fuller life than they? Pinter says, in my kingdom, in the afterlife, I did not know stars, nor the ocean, nor grass, nor fruit. He says, you learn to live without these things, and it is barely a life. He says, if I could, I would bring this city back with us. I don't know. I think that there are strange varieties of places, and all of them have lives of different sorts. I mean, there is the Underdark. They don't have stars there, or many of the things we have there, and yet they seem to have thriving culture. It's blissful <laughs> ignorance. What you don't know can't hurt you. Well, yes, but they also have things there that Case we don't know there. appreciatively to Ren's comment. At best, we can only delay the inevitable collapse of this world. <clears throat> it seems to have been made clear that we cannot uh, <coughs> undo? That we cannot bring them back with us. Is there any way that we could somehow open a portal to a different place? That's true. I did not think of that. Um, again, all the well, the planes have. Pretty much all the out. planes have been well, broken. Again, if one yeah. city survived, we never know. There may be another plane that did. I agree with Pinter. It says, I mean, in our world, the elemental chaos is terrifying and hostile, and one of the last places you'd want to be. But in a world like this, I wonder if something like the elemental chaos would be better. Yeah. I mean. If it still exists at all. Certainly. But just the, um, anything but this <laughs> is really what be we've careful. been looking for. And Pinter says, uh, I've been um, doing some calculations, and it seems if we are able to contain the powers of multiple gods in ourselves, we may be able to channel some of that power into their engine, and possibly, I'm hoping, keep their shield running past the collapse of the weave. If we have any to spare, that's a noble thought. Says it's yeah, Ren not. says, how about we work on using all of that energy to get us back first and stop taking pity on this dump of a world. He says the same thing as I do, but a little Pinter bit more is staring at you guys, intensely. and you realize his mask is in his hands. He's so far had his armor, but not his mask on, just the uh, anti-mind player mask. Hmm. And you see his grip kind of tightens on the mask. And he says, These selfish thoughts. And then he just kind of turns away from the fire. My thoughts of self-preservation that are Ren, let's getting us out of here? I guess that is selfless, thinking about getting the group out. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> says nothing in response. Helping these people that don't know any better and are content living in this Ren? place. Please. They weren't stripped from their home world. If we can help them, we'll help them. If we can't, we can't. That's fine. Thank you. But now. they continued focusing on helping them when we should be focusing on helping ourselves gets old after a little while. Let's figure out a solution for us and then worry about them. I agree. I agree with the devil here. Well, a reasonable devil, yes. Speaking of figuring out solutions, 
One member of the group made a, uh, a very important discovery in the past week, which is how to actually get rest in this world outside of the bubble. Uh, previously, you know, the ability to even shut your eyes and get any sort of... I mean, to be out here a week, you'd be driven mad from insomnia. What was that solution as you set up your camp to sleep for the night? Withdraw energy from the world itself. The ground is alive with a source of life. Just tap into that. A bit of the essence of this land. Something like uh, with a downing rod. Down- Dousing, Dousing rod. Dousing rod. Excuse me. The downer. Um, really sad rod. Um, <coughs> no one. A place where kind of that very, very small amount of energy kind of culminates a bit. An incision into the ground itself. Draw a bit of the slightly richer fluid in that area. Ew. Diluted into our food. Very small amounts. Oh, gross. Will allow the body to get get back. This is not something to It is unpleasant, enjoys. causes nausea, vomiting, indigestion, diarrhea. But it allows you to draw Tolerate. a little bit of energy. Oh. Speaking of, like during our short rest, that means we can short rest then? You, yeah, you've always, yeah. I need a, a two uh, healing surges from people. To people? recharge my um, healing infusions. Yeah. Oh, is that part of the mechanic? Is that anyone? Yeah, anyone. You're not having to charge. use the, the yeah. ritual. Gotcha. Move that around. No. Who's volunteering? Me. You doing one? What? Can I get one from another? Yeah. Do I have one? Do I What's it actually for? Uh, you know those healing infusions. I can just send out as free actions during oh, combat. To heal you guys. Oh, right, Essentially, right, right, yeah. Right, right. His his this standard is... leader heal mechanic. Yeah. Takes the surges. Afterwards yeah. and from anyone. So yeah, exactly. So just it surges just healing high, during combat, and then he needs someone to donate oh, a surge. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I, I have eleven. Who? What? what did, I, did. I have pull from the high. I have a lot. Jeez, Ren's gonna have a shiloh because he has the. Ren, give me one. I have thirteen. It's an item, right? That you have. Yeah. Or is it a feat? Uh, it's an item that lets me. Okay, that's all. So I can get one from Ren here. Your charisma must be pretty high. If you're down to like one surge, is it a ring? And the ring gets cut off. Do you just drop down? Yes. Um, yes. Yes. That's awesome. I have 13 as well. Right, That's well, interesting. Can, in an anti-magic can, zone, Ren becomes much more feeble. In an anti-magic zone, you all become we a all lot uh, yeah. more vulnerable. Printer's making his little uh, jars of sacrificial specters. <laughs> that night at camp. Pinter makes his bedroll. And then, Ren notices this. Probably Hugh as well. He leaves the mask out. Almost absentmindedly. Just exposed. His back turned against it as he falls asleep. Ren was curious. A week ago, in game, as well as out of game. <laughs> Does he take any actions about this? About putting the mask on? Yeah. He's saying he left the master. What is I know? Uh, it might be a trap run. <laughs> just that bit. It's a bear trap. Ha, sucker. Anyways, this is late at night. Ren, Ren who is probably. sitting on the opposite side of the fire, and is just kind of sitting, you know, with his knees under his 
chin, kind of rocking back and forth, and he disturbing as hell is yeah, slightly weeping, and he's looking at the mask as he clutches the crimson stone rod, and his gaze is just fixed on it. But he remains strong and doesn't actually put it on. But he spends a long time staring at it. Well, I guess we travel on. Yeah, Hugh looks at the thing. I mean, it's always sort of like, he wears this mask. I wonder how, how well that fits. <laughs> but then it's sort of like... That's what you're wondering. Well, I mean, he doesn't... The whole, like, magic thing. Be like, great, no. I don't know. It. Hugh knows it himself well enough that he knows that playing with magic things that you don't understand lead to bad consequences. Yeah. That's the reason why he does I think I saw a documentary about that. (laughs) So we know the direction of Labellus and Arath, right? Roughly, yeah. Yeah. So that's just what we're doing. I guess if no one else is doing anything, we keep going. Mm -hmm. You notice um, Aurora has... uh, I, I imagine days are passing. But well, I'll tell you. Or, or it's been a week so far. Okay, it's been a week. So during the week at least. During the week at least, you know, Aurora has a pattern of like two day stints of getting increasingly irritable, and then suddenly is fine again. Like it, it's, and it, it's it's like a physical sort of change as well. Like her light seems to kind of dim. <laughs> yes. It's- Keep yeah. Going. Okay. Okay. But you just you just noticed that. Shark never roar PMS. Thanks. Does anyone Come on. does anyone need healing? By the way, since the last. Uh, I might. Mechanically. So for two days you were extremely irritable. Yeah. It like increases. What's your so it increases over that time, oh, and then it goes back oh, to mm-hmm. and then it increases again. Yeah. Okay. So you so, say that so you give a false impression of it. So it waxes and wanes. I think you're going to get punched. Yeah, he deserves it. Um, that wasn't even a joke. I was being serious. So I know, but goes... now you already ruined it, but with your, with your joke. It's fine, so, it's fine. So, been on the road for a month. Whoa. With Ren cracking-wise. <laughs> yeah, that's not surprising that he would probably... he Ren probably yeah. said that. Yeah. Yeah. This is not like a Lincoln. This is Ren said that. After a month, yeah, that happened. Art imitates life. Doesn't... It's been a month... A grueling travel. As if you continue grueling. to head towards where you believe Labellus and Earth to be. The original journey uh, setting out was almost a random direction, for you did not know upon leaving the city even where Labellus and Earth was. But there was an idea, there was a there was a um, a way to locate him, but uh, it would require traveling. And, uh, and repeating a particular process to find him. What was that? Who was it that figured this out? Including anyone at the city, or you helping? Uh... I think the city had mentioned that they had were able to detect his signature, essentially. That was why they were able to figure out that... You're telling me okay. exactly yeah. what happened. Well, uh, essentially, the city had, had, had found this method to... Uh, to find that kind of a signature, links to Labellus Enerath. And after um, Ren, Pinter, uh, discussing with them 
essentially what they found, what the signature was close enough. Essentially, as they would go on, uh, it's kind of like, I mean, as they described it to Hugh, it's kind of like they sent out looking for that signature. It's kind of like, is it hotter or colder? And so they know it's somewhere in that direction because we went this way and it got worse. And we went this way and it got better. So go this way more and keep going along. So what is that signature? What is it that you are uh, that you are locking on <clears throat> to uh, to try to find Levelus and interact with the God of Time? God of Time. Oh, I think you have got something. You have the same idea. Uh, it know. is an ancient artifact uh, that has been passed down generation after generation, and it is a golden stopwatch, or not stopwatch, but pocket watch. But it has basically been like carved with little arcane symbols, and it no longer works on its own. You know, whether it worked mechanically or magically, no one knows. But it's just been passed down and down and down. It's kind of how they've kept track of how many hours it's supposed to be in a day, stuff like that, studying it. But they've found that it has such a connection to time itself that this little bit of the god that is left, when you hold down in the right direction, it starts to stir. And then when you're heading towards the god, it actually starts to tick. So like by that. looking at it almost like a compass. Time compass. It is as if time is only advancing forward, at least according to this pocket watch, as you approach. Did the Maddox figure that out, or did the clerics? Or did you, anyone? Or did we? I don't know, you tell me. I like the, the, well, the, the clerics knew the direction of it because of this artifact. Hmm. And they've come to that conclusion over the years. But it's been also kind of mysterious thing that they had no reason to seek out this god and almost use it even to avoid where he might be. The issue is that the pocket watch gives no indication of how far away it is, only when you are traveling in the right direction. Uh, which is why... Uh, and, and, you know, this pocket watch, as was revealed to you, was the only reason they knew that Lavalus and Ralph must still be alive in this, uh, in this world. For many of the gods perished with... Uh, in the cataclysm. Okay. You're going to get your healing surge plus 15. Cool. But I ask for a healing surge back to recharge it. That works. That night, that that random night uh, a month into the travel, <clears throat> oh, sorry, I lost my place. <clears throat> Lincoln, what's Ren's passive perception? Are you asking me because it's the lowest? <laughs> um, damn, where is it on so, here? With the skills. So high, it's just the bonus. It'd be 10 plus your bonus. I should say, in like the top right. Nope. Yeah, just look at the book of perception <laughs> and add 10. Yeah. Uh, 28. Oof. Oof. Wow. That's an oof. Wow. Jeez. Ren? I've lost Your eyes. Oh yeah, 28. There it your, is. Your eyes pop open sometime in the middle of the night, and you see Solus's face. Glowing, uh, bright white face. Hovering upside down, scarce inches from yours. You quickly realize that it's actually you who are upside down, hovering a few feet off of the ground and dangling by your ankles. Solus appears to be in a state of melancholy contemplation. Ren freaks out and squirms. As soon as Ren makes a noise, Solus's eyes widen and the magic holding you up ends abruptly, dropping you to the ground in a heap. 
Solus brushes off the top of your head with trembling fingers. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Are you hurt? Are you hurt? Ren stands up and says... But she's also she's like whispering, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, are you hurt? And she like tries to brush off his head. Ren stands up and in a very irritated tone, as irritated as you can sound, whispering, says, <clears throat> the hell was that? As Ren asks this, it occurs to him, this is the first time you've seen Solus since Char's demise. And you notice that while her physical manifestation hasn't changed, her aura that Ren can feel is considerably darker than it was before, both visually and, uh, and in what Ren can feel. Solus, suddenly more calm, says, I would like to ask you a personal question that may offend you. Ren says, well then I hope you're prepared for an answer that may offend you. She leans in, her silver eyes flickering to the crimson stone rod for a moment before fixating on, fixating on you. Ren, are you evil? Uh, Don't let the chat talk with her. <laughs> I'm not looking at chat. Um, Ren pauses for a moment and raises an eyebrow and says, What is your definition of evil? Solus chews her lip a little, clearly unsatisfied by this response. She says, you have such dark energy living inside you. Shara's power is not insignificant. Ren said, well, in comparison to the, uh, to the soul of a newborn baby, I suppose I am evil. But who of us isn't when making that comparison? Compared to any of the rest of the crew of Thunderstrike, I don't know. Would you consider me evil? Solus grows quiet at that question, retreating into herself for a long moment before reaching out to take Ren's hand. Ren takes it. She says, Am or offers it. I evil? Her fingers feel cold and electric as they slip from your hand. I feel Shar's darkness flowing through me, and I find it difficult to mark where my power ends and hers begins. Ren says, just because you have Shar, because you have the power of Shar uh, mingled with yours now, does not necessarily make you evil. Do you consider yourself to be Shar, or is there still solace? You just can't draw the line. She thinks for a moment and says, I am solace then I would venture to say that you are not evil. Or at least not that I have seen. She looks at Ren and says, Please don't anyone, don't tell anyone I asked you this. I'm not certain they would understand. Ren says, What's prompted this questioning? He says, All of a sudden. He says, I have contemplated on this, this darkness I feel inside me for quite some time. You seem to be the most familiar with... Familiar with this sort of thing. Ren kind of smiles and said, Is that why you're studying me in my sleep? <laughs> Hanging me upside down? Yes. She kind of yes. <laughs> twists her face a little and says, Yes. Ren says, I was studying you. Ren says, And again, I ask you, according to your studies, what conclusions have you made? <laughs> said, I had not made any conclusions. It was why I found myself having to ask. Ren 
kind of... I find the concept of good and evil themselves to be very confusing to me. Be good. Ren... She says it seemed more clear before, but... And she shakes her head again. Ren kind of smiles and says, This is good. You are leaving your naive state and... Maturing. And maturing in this world. The... uh, The boundaries of good and evil are not always so black and white. And it is good that you are learning this. Sola smiles finally, her face brightening. Thank you. Everything is so much clearer now. And then she just like skips off away from Ren. Ren watches her go and thinks about this uh, little exchange that they've just had and what it could what it could mean to the party, to him, to Solace. I mean, the fact that their beam of their their, their shining pillar that's been with them, this this, immac- this immaculate being is now questioning herself and whether or not she's really all that immaculate. And it puts a smirk on his face. And uh, he sits back down and goes back to sleep. Hugh, was Hugh awakened by this conversation? He's the only one that could have been. The conversation was quiet, but Hugh's hearing is um, superhuman at worst. Hugh's passive perception is forty-three. I'm putting it up to you. If I'm going to say that it, he was deep in asleep. this place, a lot of things wake up Hugh because <laughs> danger is constantly around. So he doesn't sleep really heavily. So yeah, he hears the conversation, but does not join it. Stays, pretending to be asleep. Yes. Who was on watch? <clears throat> Let's get point. RA5. Hasten. Uh, RA5. Was on watch. <laughs> RA5 was um, is with you yeah. and is on beep, watch beep, beep. All, the time. All, all the time. Of course. With with Stoyla's voice ever present. RA watch with Stoyla's voice informs you. Has informed you. Everything's four, fine. Four weeks ago, the first time you Nothing set out, it says. I am fully qualified to uh, to watch all night. You can get the sleep you need, and then we can stay in camp. We can stay in camp for less time. It says I am equipped with Fewer blind sight, time. tremor sight. Uh, blind she like sight names like seven sights. other types of sight, sight and sight. you're fairly sight, certain sight, that I can half see other of them don't are, actually. They're, they're, they're not real. They're like <laughs> quantum sight. These might yeah. be things that she is working on prototypes of things that are detecting things that may not actually exist. I can see the full visible spectrum of colors. <laughs> All the visible. <laughs> full color and infrared. And microwaves. Ocean waves. The and conversation definitely gets you waves. thinking about the subject, though, as well. When you all awaken in the morning, you see that Solus is there outside of the crown for the first time. <laughs> She's just walking around and she says, uh, and she says, Awaken, everybody! Time to move on! <laughs> Pinter, yes, says, She's right! Let's get going! As you set off... Hugh never forgets that she's naked. Some people get used to it, but it's like, yeah, this is Friends. nice. Friend just never forgets. <laughs> As you guys very just pack up camp and start to move again, you hear Solus just sort of shouting out as you walk, I am Solus! I am not Char! That's good. Aurora crinkles her nose at this. Uncertain if it's a joke or not. 
And she just like, just keeps it's chanting it. I am Solus. I am Solus. Yes, yes, yeah. you are. There was never any doubt of that. Ren, You're very different. Ren smiles because smirks with his own private little joke. He, exactly. He knows kind of what the root of this declaration is. He doesn't know if anyone else knows. He doesn't know if anyone else heard it. He doesn't think anyone else heard it. Hugh also smiles, but uh, nice. he thinks or it the is smiling. Hilarious. The Shar or Shar <laughs> does <laughs> Solace <laughs> does Solace ever uh, when she's walking around? Does she always stay pretty close to Aurora, or does she ever kind of and she doesn't have drop back and, and walk around with Ren or anything like that? She walks around with she walks around with uh, everybody. She flits from flower to flower yeah. like a little butterfly. When little butterfly. she is around Ren, occasionally. He will ask her uh, philosophical questions, making her question herself. Um, <laughs> like what? Like what's the nature of evil? What sorts of questions yeah. does he ask? Yeah, I want to hear. Um, Maybe not the full conversation, but I am curious. Uh, would you kill a thousand babies to save a country? Yeah, would you? Solace, tell me the answer. Would you? Do is it <laughs> Solace? Is it evil to? Uh, drown one child to save a village. He just asks her that kind of stuff. Like, did, is, is that evil, or do the ends justify the means? And he a- just I'll that kind of like Aurora. philosophical questions, just to see what her responses are and see. Um, I am not programmed for morality. He thinks it's kind of funny to push her from being totally good. See just where the line is where she can't distinguish between Char's power and her own. He's trying to kind of figure out right where that is. It's also interesting to note that um, Solus was inherently neutral. Uh, yeah. She, she was never good. She definitely she, weighs she's in on these neutral. conversations. Yeah, pinch her too. And just trying to her now Solus. Yeah, the, the good... Answer. <clears throat> Poor Solus. Ew. Does anyone else chime in when he like when he asks this question? Oh, I mean, well, uh, yeah, Aurora shot. has opinions at the wazoo. But does she butt in before Solus answers? No, no, because she's too far away. She hears this later, and it's like, <laughs> where was so, I during this conversation? Better. It's the worst. It's the so worst. Paying attention, there. Almost, he's waiting every for time, almost uh, when when she says this, she looks back to Ren and says, "I don't know. Is it?" Oh, jeez. Ren says, are you asking for my opinion? She says, teach me. What is the right answer? Pinto rides up on... <laughs> Best day ever. <laughs> and he says, Ren, what's he doing? Ren says, what are you doing as if I don't know? Ren says, Solus has questions, and I am providing answers. Opinions. Pinto says, now Solus, what you must understand is that you are an individual. The answers are up to you. One man or woman or being or God's no. solution to a, a problem may be vastly different from another's. Uh, it's each individual's choice. Just because Ren suggests doing things one way does not mean you should replicate that. You are yourself Solus. As you were saying earlier, you are Solus. Solus thinks about this and she says, I would drown the child. Oh, God. Ren... 
And Ren. then she skips away from Ren and says, I would drown the child! As she skips through All right, the camp. Ren this. looks at Pinter, because Pinter's standing next to Ren now. <laughs> Ren just kind of looks next to him and has the biggest of grins and doesn't say a word and just keeps on walking. From, from the front of the line of our walking, you do see Aurora's face just staring back, <laughs> venomous. Like, she doesn't know why she's mad at you, but she suddenly is. Sola strides over to Aurora and she says... Are you saying you would kill the village? It's more complicated than that. And then it's simplistic. So it's almost too simplistic. mad at Aurora and then just the, and then the, the question away. The, the question is flawed. There is always another solution. You're walking away. Brandis. Yeah, for example, you could ask the child if they'd like to make the sacrifice themselves. Yeah. <laughs> he, he pipes up. Brendis, who does not want to enter a I hate philosophy. philosophical debate, does lean over to you and say, I once literally had to drown a child to save a village. <laughs> I hope it wasn't evil. <laughs> I think you're fine. Okay. <laughs> it was a very absorbent child, and it was a flood. He was a mermaid child. situations are difficult when you're actually in that hypothetical situation. That's a I had to steal bread to feed a family. Oddly enough, the town was named hypothetical. These morality games continue for more weeks. There's another month of travel oh. passes. And know that this isn't I like a constant this thing. This might only happen once a week. <laughs> but occasionally, yeah, Solace will wander over next to Ren, and Ren will just throw another oh, one out dear. there. Her answers aren't always... Uh, In step. I mean, they're not always, like, gonna make Aurora mad and upset Pinter, being like, I'm gonna drown the child! But Ren continues to ask... Ren continues to ask them nonetheless. (laughs) Would you drown the child to save a sandwich? Pinter, at night, starts telling stories about when he was a wandering sage. Just when he had been kicked out of uh, Dream Keep, where he had been raised. Keeping the dream? Yeah. No longer for Pinter. And uh, of all the good he attempted to do while the while Thunderstrike was at war against the Mad Mage. Um, yeah, Aurora, Aurora likes those stories. She, and then he looks over at Solus during these times. Meaningfully. And I managed to save the village without drowning a Any single ch- child. Not wanting to corrupt this poor child, Brandis again leans over to Hugh. <laughs> And whispers. Ooh, I, you know, <laughs> Brandis leans over to Hugh quite often when he's like, I have something to say. I thought he had say, a balance issue this but, whole time. But people like, you know, obviously people are trying to teach someone with the mind of a child an important lesson, so I won't talk about that time that, like, I had to dress as a wolf <laughs> and then go into a family of wolves to save a sheep, but then had to eat the sheep to stop <laughs> myself from starving on my way home. That's oddly, oddly Brandis being hired to save a sheep. Does Brandis talk about this? <laughs> it's my favorite sheep. Hugh. Just to hear, yeah. Because he doesn't want to add any moral, and because obviously his experiences with actual hypothetical situations in the town of that, hypothetical prove that um, oddly enough, know, same same town. Exactly, Whoa, it's, it's like a complex place. It's a, it's a complex place, so he doesn't want to. Well, some things are just simple. Like her. what's good? That's good. That's not easy. Chris was once on the jury to decide what was good. During these two months. 
They have two lists. <laughs> it was a, it was more of a committee then. <laughs> During these two months of travel, another challenge had to be overcome. Throughout the first month, you had enough rations provided to you by the city. Uh, you know, fresh food that they had grown and everything inside their ecosystem. But as you saw that that those supplies were running out, um, and knowing that nothing natural can, nothing healthy can grow naturally in this place, you've had to uh, find a way to sustain your bodies with food and drink. Uh, what is the uh, what is the the solution that you would come up with, be it magical or non-magical. The dew that gathers. I mean, there was obviously morning. a lot of. Oh, go ahead. The dew that gathers in the morning is dew. the consistency of tar. Eh. Is it on and us? Smells like feet. So a normal day then. We wind up also cutting down uh, no. those tentacles when we pass by a tentacle forest, and cutting them into large stakes that we really want to smell and taste anything like meat but just don't and Forsyth fries up tentacle steaks every night for whoever wants them or suddenly starts fasting like <laughs> religiously but you know it's like you've never seen her do this before she's like oh yeah uh, religious fast Brand just wants to bring some of can't, uh, can't eat <laughs> any oh, of this <laughs> it's all Salted. gristle it's Salted. all gristle there's, there's nothing yeah, there. Hugh knows that the version of himself in this world managed to survive somehow. So well, lichen. probably like that survived. He he looked fed. Yeah, and crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, that hmm. maybe that eating may crazy part of makes it as you well. crazy. Actually, I think that's the solution, guys. You should all just go crazy. Well, someone's on their way. Hugh, Hugh feels a little personally guilty <clears throat> that. That there was a crazy version. That he didn't make it in this world. He made it. He survived. He, he was made crazy. It until he encountered himself in the past. What's going to happen now is we're going to be walking, and an even younger Hugh is going to appear. And younger Hugh will just look at you and go. There was another timeline. I need to kill you yeah. with arrows. Maybe <laughs> you'll, you'll see the younger Hugh, and only by contrast, you'll be like, oh my god, he's normal. I'm already crazy. <laughs> and then but if you realize you've been acting be. crazy and then I have regular have relationships with women. The ultimate moral ambiguity, which is a younger Hugh will say, I have to kill you to save my world. Uh-huh. And to that Hugh would say no. <laughs> <laughs> so screw you in your world. And then you would understand. And then we'll all let them fight. And that's the world we'll decide to save. Hugh has a strong strong line of self-preservation. If it came to be the world or Hugh... That would give Hugh quite a long pause. Yeah. Yeah, guys, we're going to fail this campaign. And it's just going to be Hugh and Brandis, Brandis. floating. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you, Brand- got, you got the food handled. Go ahead, oh, Brand- never mind. That's okay. No, what were you going to say? Brandis held Ren, uh, because Ren is a lot smaller than you guys, he requires a lot less liquid. Fewer. Um, and he... I think it's less. Sorry. Anyway. She was trolling you. It's, uh, yeah. and she worked. It worked. <laughs> um, as always. Uh, she, I lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> he requires so, less sustenance. He, uh, requires fewer water. <laughs> and, uh, fewer food. And fewer he, food. uh, what he does is occasionally when they are 
bedded down for the night, he will actually just take his knife and carve out a piece of the ground, the flesh, and pick it up and char it in his hands. And just eat it like an apple. Oh, like an apple. Is there a And what he also does is he just squeezes the juice into his mouth and drinks that. You're disgusting. He is literally, disgusting. he's literally living off the land. The land. Okay, nice. Solace and now knows if he's evil or not. <laughs> the question has been answered. Solace. Related. Horns and a shadowy face. Related to his diet, Ren also sleeps way better than the rest of you guys. Oh, God. You. Aurora does not mind having difficult sleep if it means not eating the landscape. Yeah, because Ren no longer has to worry about like, anything. What the landscape may do to him, he's basically all internally. In. He's like, yeah. you know what? I can sleep peacefully at night because I'm just letting it. Wash well, it for, for Aurora, she, <laughs> she embrace has the difficulty. A lot of difficulty here because it is so starkly contrasting her natural state of being, and she's not eating right. She's, she's not eating as much as you guys. Uh, she's not sleeping well. And she's got this kind of ebb and flow with this this problem of uh, of the dark energy in her. It keeps kind of welling up a little bit. And, and with trying to fight that back, you see she's just really tired and just having a, having a hard time. Uh, it's not like she's falling down or anything, but she's not active as much as she would normally be. You kind of like catch her like poking a stick in the fire just repeatedly. Oh, flesh stick. Well, no, just Hugh, like a, um, just, you know, she's got like an arrow that Hugh left somewhere. Hugh had <laughs> No, not that arrow. Hugh, um, Hugh recognizes this and he, from the last time we got left here from eons and eons, Hugh <clears throat> packed sacks of holding of all kinds of many, many, many Hell supplies. Man. However, it's limited. It's not infinite. It's not magical and constantly replenishing, so it does have an end. So he hoards it, essentially, in case of horrible emergencies. And seeing Aurora like this, he does throw her a little every once in a while. She looks like she's just not eating anything and is going to pass out. It makes a difference. He's hoarding. It makes a difference. More... If we're going to be here forever, it's a very limited supply. More, more... Oh, so he's not like, oh, let's just use this for this months of time. <laughs> no. What'll happen if you're here for ten years? Yeah. Keeping the food, Aurora. Uh, she's, she's not. No, she she she, she would she would die and like go full on martyr before she would like take Hugh's food. That's just how she is. So she would not be like, hi, why aren't you sharing with me? It would be like, why aren't you, you know, sharing with them? It would be more like that. But yeah. But <laughs> careful with that. He might lose an eye. It's in a bag of holding. It's not like it's a big pile. We don't, we don't see him for a while. He has a pile of food. That, that he keeps on his person. <laughs> I like the idea that you open the bag of holding and reach in to get the food and you pull out four sides. And just like... <laughs> when, when, you, when, you, when you give Aurora something, um, pretty much anything. I mean, Aurora's always grateful to be thought of. And I think in some ways you realize that for Aurora, a lot of the being run down is much more emotional than it is physical. It, I mean, it manifests physically, but just the act of giving her something, like food from your pack, she just brightens up immediately. I mean, it's it's almost like a 180 for her because it's like so much of that is just her spirit just getting pushed down by this place. 
and the constant bickering <laughs> that happens as well. And she sees a little bit of humanity. <laughs> and and it, it helps her. It does help her, definitely. So you, you figure out the exact amount that you have to give her, the minimum amount, and the minimum like distance that you can go. You figure that out really quickly. It's not that much. It's the act. You could give her the same pebble every time. She'd be cool. The only difficulty Brandis has is shitting out all those sticks. <laughs> <laughs> like the valiant... Not fibrous, would you say? Definitely not fibrous. Like the valiant... Desert shrub. It almost clings to your insides. Um, it does physically. Which it continues clings. nourishing him. He's like a reverse tapeworm. Um, <laughs> Gross. Um, uh, but he, um, he yes, he uh, thrives in harsh environments and enjoys these long stretches of time where the great responsibilities of Thunderstrike are not uh, weighing down. Sometimes. Squandered as he as he feels, um, it's like his uh, not not meeting, not rising to the occasion of the positions we're in. Right now, we're just kind of stuck. We're walking, and so uh, we can't, as a as a group, as a team, you know. Aurora's not gonna kill any of her relatives. Ren's not gonna lobotomize hey. any kids. Hugh, while frustrated, can't get too much whoring on. Um, yeah, which isn't really like his downside, but it's kind of like out here. There's not a lot of rough choices to make. He probably won't like kill any people exactly. for the greater good. Exactly. So there's this kind of like kill any good people you know, for the greater. We're good. not being met up with like jackass version of Blackwood, and he's like, I like I said, jackass version. Um, more jackass version. Yeah. Um, dark jackass. Who's like, all right, now you must make a deal with me and all that. Like, it's like, hey man, we're just walking. The closest thing we have to a moral choice are hypothetical Keep ones walking. that we talk with Sauls about. Yeah, that's how addicted we are to <laughs> deep and things. Is we have to just come up with them. And Brandis slowly enjoys the tunnel stakes each day a little bit more rare. Oh, how can it even? You can still see the juice. Well, still, still purple on the inside. Second me. <laughs> Or has to like look but away. Not from an evil, corrupted time. standpoint, like Ren. Ren enjoys it out of From a hearty, a mountain, mountain man. man. <laughs> he gets all the purple juice on his mustache and he just shuts it off. <laughs> Another month into the travel. Oh. The landscape changes significantly. Almost as if you've entered a completely different uh, ecosystem. Ecosystem. As different. From what you'd been traveling through as the aberrant world was from the world that you were from. What does this place look like, feel like? I mean, it is still aberrant in nature, but aberrant is very open-ended. Give me properties of it. Uh, It is uh, constantly shifting. It is never still, at least parts of it. It's like a collection of earth motes. So, so no, no centralized mass. It is all split up. You have yeah, to kind yeah, of like yeah. almost Hop. leap from uh, from place to place, huh. and so uh, and they're constantly moving around. It, it's <clears throat> it's always still light here, but the suns are moving much closer. Just one. I think there's 
Faerun just has one. There could be more than one in this area for well, some reason. It, it is... I'll well, just say one. It moves much closer to the horizon. So instead of being full sunlight all the time, as we continue to travel over the course of like a week, we notice that it's getting darker and darker until at some point it's just... It's not quite twilight, but it's not full daylight by any means anymore. And the sun just tends to move along the the horizon and it's never full in the sky. Gravity too, instead of being centralized to the planet, it's centralized to each moat. So we are actually sometimes standing underneath it, leaping from moat to moat, trying to get across them. Hmm. Which is very disorienting. Yeah, there's a few vomits. <laughs> a few hue vomits? Uh <laughs> There are a huge a couple. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. There's a couple. It's a little disorienting. The, what is the nature of these moats? I mean, are they are they rock? Are they flesh? Are they uh, clouds? I, I think don't know. Somewhere down at the core, it's probably rock. These may have been earth moats once, or maybe earth that had been affected by some sort of chaos energies. It'd make it do what it was. But on the outside, it's definitely. Um, you can tell it's been corrupted by something like this sort of flesh stuff, but a different variety. So in this area, it seems as though, you know, the world perhaps was shattered at the at the cataclysm and in, in, you know, the, the, the gravity and, and everything is just completely out of whack. And as you move from uh, from moat to moat, you see it's almost as if the that more um, dense aberrant influence, you know, the thick flesh-like ground. It can't quite get to this for, because it's just sort of form. It almost, it's almost as if you reach like the end of the world and as you continue to travel towards Loveless Enereth, the moats become more and more spaced out and mm. harder to navigate. You end up having to move around like completely perpendicular to where you want to go so that you can find moats that are closer so that you can travel between them. I like the idea too that these are kind of made of stone, but the ones at the edges... Uh, are very jagged and chaotic and kind of in all these different directions, big twisting spires, they look wind-worn. As we go closer, they just look like they've been there for longer, so they're just getting kind of worn away, worn away, until eventually we're just kind of going from almost like a a featureless, smooth, glowing stone each time. Yeah. As everything's been worn away. I kind of like the idea, too, that it's... The air here feels really heavy. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's it's almost like it's humid. Um, there's no water anywhere. We haven't really seen water anywhere in this world. It bring a lot um, of but it's the the air is thick. It's just we sweat. It's not full bright sunlight anymore. But now we've traded it for just this awful humidity. The the rocks that we're stepping on we are constantly on are constantly wet, and it makes them slippery and stuff. Um, just because of the the high level of condensation requires a lot of here. holding here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not black. Her, it's it's that deal. same tar that condenses in the mornings. Yeah. It smells like feet. Hugh, Hugh does a little bit of ex- experimentation. He figures out that's not dew. That's like spores. <laughs> of this sort of like corruption like... Plant thing? Yeah. The flesh stuff. It's kind of like their airborne version. Oh. All the, uh, all the, yes. the creatures here are like are multifaceted insects. Normally, insects on our planet, you, they have a kind of a top and bottom, side and side. 
Uh, but these, instead of a lateral symmetry, are based off of like a 12-sided symmetry. Mm-hmm. So they can just turn in any angle they look like you're looking down or up at this insect. And all make loud clicking noises at different speeds. So there's like these beetles that just go like this. They'll be dragging present all the time. One challenge that this you is face. Fine. I'll be fine. One challenge that you face here is that if you were to sleep for four hours, these moats move around almost at random. You you could find yourself you could find yourself days of travel set back if it moves in the wrong way. Uh, it takes it takes quite some time to figure out how to overcome this. But how do you? <coughs> um, it's it's not great. But, <laughs> uh, there is a way to traverse the longer distances, and it, it's, it's by encouraging growth of these wonderful airborne spores if you, if you cultivate them in the right way, and you have to do it a little quickly here. You can actually get them to send out little tendrils of this sticky, it's almost like a tendon reaching out and collecting on one of the other ones very distantly, like a like a filament, and it thickens over time, and the more energy you feed it, the the broader it gets. And it, it looks like, um, if you've ever seen the tendons inside a heart, they're very um, kind of milky white sort of color, and, and thick, and not at all appealing. But uh, actually, I think Ren probably is is best suited to dealing with this because of his just magical affinities and his lack of scruples dealing with the uh, dealing with the dark stuff. Uh, perhaps uh, is able to assist, or Aurora is not interested at all. She she would rather hop from stone to stone for all of eternity rather than walk on the sticky, gross fibers that are now extending far into the distance onto the rocks, pretty pretty distantly placed. But now we're able to all the way across to the next rock. Nice. <sighs> Two weeks of travel okay, so this is... through these rocks. So these moats. It's four weeks in a month here? Uh, yeah. Or less. Basically. They're ten days. Flows differently. No, no, it's yes, it's four weeks. Okay. Okay, so that's just a hundred days. Just, just to make it quite clear, it's a week and then a month and then a month and then half of two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it was a month total. It's been, it's been three and a half months. Three, three. Yeah, that's what I've got here. Um, It's more than a hundred days. It's been three and a half months, basically, just doing this. By the way, I mean, if and that's when you start to notice a change in the world around you different than the change in the landscape you see uh, you first notice that it's easier to move from moat to moat the movement of the moats is slowing down and then you see as you see these multifaceted uh, strange rotationally symmetrical uh, insects the same ones you've been seeming, they're moving slower as well. But you find that your own, uh, that you are able to move just as fast. Hmm. 
So like their little wings are going. Not quite that slow yet, oh. but they're all tick, their ticks are starting to all slow down. So we're used to just like it had been happening so gradually, it was hard to notice. But as you, uh, oh, it's subtle, fun. But those of you more, uh, you know, attuned to notice it, have been really paying attention to the insects and such. Uh, so Pinter notices. I'm sure Hugh notices. Yeah, it's it. Brandis is like throughout a day as you're walking. It's difficult to tell, but if one stops and thinks, compares now to like. A week ago, travel. Well, did it's we come much, up, much different. Did we come up with perhaps a song that works with the beats of the of the? There uh, were too many of the and far too different. The insects, and then and all of a sudden, the song is a lot slower because we. Uh, hey, wait a minute! It doesn't work. I mean, maybe that never happened. Maybe we uh, yeah. hallucinated. It was that a one. song about the trip to Lamasu Land that we never took. Oh my god! We <laughs> and could all still the do wonders that. we could have found there. <laughs> we we still could. Maybe one of these days. Maybe that's how we get Lamasu. It's Ren that first. We haven't even tried. Ren, perhaps the one uh, embracing the Shar energy the most. I would assume. Why is everyone saying that? Probably. I mean that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he embraced it when it over when it came yeah. over him. He's like, uh, he does. finds that it is that power, that power that's inside you, that is preventing the uh, preventing you from being affected by this uh, by the slowing down of time. And as you travel hmm. more and more, more weeks pass. It's all time is coming to almost a complete standstill all around you. Yet you were still able to move through it. Now you're just seeing insects just standing there, and their wings take an entire day. What feels like an entire day to you to flap once? Food's a lot easier to get because those insects. We just pluck they have them some out of nasty bits to them, but some parts are actually rather tasty. The wings. And you can break them out while they're still alive, and you Great. can like Ren, the life even flows out of them. It's actually really good because they get really gross really fast after they're dead. So if you can eat them while they're still alive, it's actually not too bad. Ren offers another philosophical question and wonders out loud oh, to the group if it is the world that is moving slowly or if it is us that has sped up oh that's a good question that's Aurora actually thinks about it for a minute and says that's kind of cool and says how do you know maybe it's both maybe by nature one has to happen for the other to happen well is it something that we're being affected by or is it something that we're not being affected by that'd be the question didn't what was the question I missed it is the world slowing down, or are we speeding up? Oh. I, I thought we were explicitly told that by yeah, Ren. The DM of Ren. Yeah, that that way he figured out. Well, yeah, but Ren, it just is as a philosophical. He's question. just pondering and saying, perhaps it is us that is speeding up, though. I mean, it's Ren is like, you're the wizard. You tell me. I don't know. Like, is it really a shrink ray, or is it a world enlarger? It's, uh, the landscape been changed, so let's see. What was just happening? This entire time and has collected some of the bugs and jars. And these yeah, are having a pretty good time. Are they slow jars? Hugh is crunching down on some bug wing. <laughs> they have, like, they're like bagel chips. And Ren is pondering upon the philosophies of magic. When you cast a spell, are you affecting the thing you're affecting, or is the rest of the world changing and the thing you affect is the only thing that hasn't changed? Ren says, it's you affecting it! Come on! Ren actually asks this stuff every once in a while just to... Just to screw with the brains of the less arcane adept people, because... I don't go doing that to you. He thinks it's funny to watch him go cross-eyed. 
Do you find it interesting because it's 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 good to consider different perspectives and all sorts of problems. Consider is very different from that stuff. Eventually. Eventually. After another week of traveling. Another week? Find yourselves on a particularly large moat. And as you attempt to navigate closer, at time is, like I said, time is pretty much completely stopped now. Everything around you is not even moving at all, perceptibly. Only perhaps to Hugh, you can see that time is moving, but like it's just like you're in a paused world. And as you walk around this moat, this moat's big. It takes like a couple hours to walk around it, you know. So it's like it's, it's huge. A couple hours, so you know, like city size, like a, like a mile in diameter, right? Um, it's big. You know, three miles if you walk very, very slowly. Um, but whatever, you get it. Gigantic. <laughs> like five Not diameter, circumference. Anyway, um, the uh, you find that the compass is. It's harder to get it to... Uh, uh, not the compass, yes. The, uh, the, this the artifact. Watch. The pocket watch. You no longer find that there's any other moat you need to go to. It seems like you have oh, found this is the, the location. Is he the rock? Pinter! Kill the rock! Sets out a mind message. You and your mind message. Mind message! I need to pause We out. are here! Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that idea. He just calls out, because he, if it were up to him, he'd just talk every god into helping. He doesn't really want battles. He doesn't want to, like, surprise someone with all their weapons. Why were people freaking out so bad then when Ren was talking to Shar? Because it wasn't part of the plan. But anyways, Pinter sends out a mind message that says, Labla Sinarach, god of time, are you here? I'm kind of a Horton here's a who feeling right now. Then the rock turns around as we're standing on it. You know, interesting, that child village scenario is rather similar to what we're doing. Uh, okay. Does he receive any kind of psychic You see a man go, oh no, and run directly away, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, two minutes later, oh no! no. (laughs) Pinter? Uh, At this... He sends out like one beacon, one "Hello, yeah. are you here?" and gets no response. Okay. So you think we're here, huh? Well, yeah. He's looking at the. He doesn't do this like really obviously. Mental message. He just did that on his own. And he says, "According to the artifact, this is this is where we need to be. Perhaps this is hollow." Hugh looks around at the moat, and other than its size, is there anything to really differentiate it or set it apart? From it's very large. It would take a, it would take a couple hours to explore all areas of it because oh, it is. We don't have the time. We've been we walking. Back. Oh, we don't have time. Give me six minutes, and I'll be back here in the same spot. Okay. Go. <laughs> Go. The watch. Brandis is the one to find a huge uh, <gasps> a crater in the side of this moat. It is. It's very deep. But a, uh, what would you call it? It's a dimple. Narrow <laughs> crater. Belly button. It is deep. Belly a fissure. It's more like a fissure. And when Brandis reaches it and looks <laughs> over, he sees that there is a bright light coming from the bottom of the crater. Are you telling us about? <laughs> nah. Or he. 
continues his circumnavigation of this earth moat and returns in precisely six minutes. Wow. It goes. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Still got it. By the way. Brand is the metronome. There. Looked like there was something in a crevice. Some light. Personally or on your journey here? Metaphorical light I, I or don't want to hear about your bodily habits again. Clearly, we've been listening to his moral <laughs> commands too long. Come on. Pinter's already walking over there. People. And starts walking, and it takes... Crunch, crunch, crunch. Less than six minutes to get there. He actually just jumps and spins. <laughs> and just grabs the guy I don't think that's how it works. Everyone jump at the same time, I'm going to pull it under. <laughs> yeah, when Brandis runs, the velocity. Is is he actually running, or is just the world spinning beneath him? <laughs> the last time, no the answer is it's definitely the world spinning beneath Brandis. <laughs> no, not when just someone, here. When someone casts a spell, it's a spell. But when Brandis does, does it, something, it's Brandis doing it to the world, or the world. Says, "Everybody, sit down. I'm going to move quickly for a second. <laughs> We're all like, why is, he, why does he keep doing it? <laughs> Never noticed it before. Or we just... Okay, we we all go to, to the crevice, to the, the belly button crevice. of the world. To the fissure. Spine of the world. You like scoot down. As you the world. kind of scale Impulse. down this fissure, as you get a little bit closer, it becomes clearer what you're seeing. There is a tear in space, just in, you know, like... A, down at the Fun. bottom of this fissure, there's like Fun. a tear Fun. in the middle of the air, and there's a bright light, and you just can't see what's like on the other side. Hugh, can you see what's on the other side? It's really bright. I really can't, actually. Just blindingly. But, uh, yes! I don't know, you, you guys you have been good at guessing where fissures went to before. We saw some elemental chaos in other areas. Any guesses? Sending like a, a rock. Been good at guessing where With fissures go? Bell on it. I don't know, make arcane signatures of who see if it's something they recognize. Or throws a rock into the fish. It disappears into it. Ah! We can send it a dwarf will... now, and then... Something smaller! Something no smaller, a like a... Something smaller. Foresight! Foresight, go! <laughs> I mean, he kind of looks up. <laughs> he says, Foresight, uh, go you... through and tell us what's on the other side. Robot from <laughs> And, uh... He... He we have RA5. He says, come on, Foresight, you're an explorer now. Why aren't we sending RA5 in there? This is exactly and, what and he's he for. And he puts Foresight's head through the... <laughs> it's kind of... As he puts Foresight's head through it, finds that Foresight gets sucked in, pulled out of his hands, and then is gone. <laughs> RA5 next. <laughs> Wait. Can you, um... You're can you Can you mentally communicate with Foresight? I mean... Yeah, uh, he tries and there's no response. Oh, uh, this, well, of course, is there static? Plane, Do you get? But I mean, if he you don't get that good a coverage, if he's died, he'll he'll just be back. Does he reappear as dead familiars do? He does not. Ah, oh, then it's probably safe. He's clearly simply <laughs> yeah for a ghost to go hang out in eternal torment. <laughs> okay, so just clarifying, what are our exit paths? If this is some one way trap thing, to we nowhere? still have the scroll. Oh yeah. To, to the city. That's true. Uh, okay, that's worth something. Is it 
interplanar travel, or...? I don't know. It's a scroll. It could we're, be, he it looks could be a menu YouTube. to yes. me. We're trapped in the aberrant version of the aberrant version of the dark world. <laughs> if we're trapped somewhere else... It's not that bad, Pinter right? takes a strong chain and wraps it and fastens it to a spire of stone. Easy right there. A loop of stone. And then he takes the loose bundle of chain and throws it through the portal. Uh-oh. Oh, he I says, thought you were going to tie it to yourself. No, he says, now we have an exit. He says, if we hold on to the chain, we'll be able to find our way back. Does the chain do anything when he throws it through? Yeah. Does it yank him in half? <laughs> no, I'm not holding no, on it. It's oh. tied to a very big Does column Does it pull the entire column? Yeah. <laughs> Does, Does it turn the, the world inside out? Oh, no! I know we're all inside-out versions of ourselves. Brain is, is stronger. His skin was holding him back. Uh, as the chain, the chain like gets sucked into it, and it's like floating in air as if it's being pulled and pulled and then pulled, and then suddenly the chain falls to the ground, and you see it's been like severed at the spot where it went it in. It might not be really bad at all. With teeth burners. <laughs> Brain says. This is like wandering Actually, through the desert and finding a forest and saying, I don't want to get lost in that forest. Examination That's of terrible. the By end, all means. Examination of the end of the chain where it had been uh, where it had been severed. You look at it and the very end of it is completely deteriorated. Uh, it, it looks as if it looks as if a million years had passed so much that the metal just completely fell fear. apart. So the, the chain just Broke because it was no longer. Dude, Forsyth will probably be an evolved being by the time <laughs> we reach up to him. <laughs> uh, on the plus side, if we go in here and it's a million years when we get back out again, we didn't come all this way to just. Stand we don't have to worry him. about saving the people <laughs> of the city anymore. Brandis goes through. Pinter is brilliant. As Brandis jumps through, he's going to use his knowledge of Arcana to try and absolutely know what is happening. Can I make an Arcana check? Yeah. May I make an archive? <laughs> Pinter is sure that Lablos and Earth lies on the other side of this. Ooh. Uh, this tear and Brandis just went through, by the way. And he goes, ah, this is definitely the home of Lablos. You can tell that there is an unbelievably <laughs> strong time magic coming from here, but not just time. It is it is unpredictable. Whereas out here it is kind of bound by reason. It is slowed down to nothing as as Pinter kind of probes his mind in. He finds that it is uh, madness inside. He says, quickly! But definitely, Brandis, we don't want a strange amount of time to pass before we get in there. And he loops through. Aurora grabs onto his ankle. And <laughs> oh, don't hold on to Aurora's ankle! <laughs> but she goes into it. She's, not, she's more like, I'm going to stay with you by holding your ankle. <laughs> before we go through... Well, we're already through. Well, Sorry. before we go through... I think it's... Um, he went first. Oh, yeah. Before <laughs> me, Hasten, and Ari yeah. five are the ones who are still out. Ren like, looks oh. at Hugh and says, No. Considering this is the god of time, you might want to keep that Kronos arrow handy. Yeah, I'm hoping this helps somehow. And <laughs> like then looks at <laughs> and then looks and kind of gestures towards the the tear and says, "After you." Oh come oh. on! <laughs> Fine. It's below us, so he just kind of lets it grow the rock and just falls through it. Luckily, million years for Brandis. You all 
Ren gives it a few what seconds. Well, let's say Ren gives it like a How fifteen. Many iterations of a beard? Ren gives it a fifteen or twenty second count, and then jumps in. Twenty rounds pass before you join. <laughs> Fractal beard. Ren comes in and finishes beard the fight. To a beard to a beard to. You feel warm light wash over you, diving into your body and taking hold of the frayed ends of the golden cord Pazuzu had cut. You see, no, you feel the frayed ends bind together, and you can sort of feel a repair happen in the cord. Well, that was easy. The pulling sensation is familiar. As the, uh, and as the feeling increases, you see the white tear expanding to envelop you in its blinding white light. Your vision blurs, your eyes ache, and you feel weightlessness for a moment before finding the ground once more. What do we see? I open my eyes. Hugh's eyes were never closed. It takes a moment for your eyes to adjust, except for Hugh. When the stars finally leave your eyes, you find yourselves about as far from the dark realm as you could possibly be. Ugh. You stand in the finally. middle of a cornfield bathed in sunlight. The soil is cool and firm, a pleasant respite from the organic mush you've been used to. The sun is high in the soft blue sky, joined by a few friendly white clouds. He flops on the ground and just says, let me enjoy this for a corn. minute. Corn! You are all together. Ura hugs the corn stalk. Yeah, Pinter eats an ear of uncooked corn. <laughs> Brendis looks around Careful, and says... Careful, that could be time corn. <laughs> time corn? Corn is twisty. It, uh, it tastes delicious. Ah. I mean, it's uncooked corn. It tastes as it should, but, I mean, it's better than tentacle steaks. Damn it all, has no one here ever encountered an illusion? Doesn't taste like an illusion. Ren's just enamored with this corn. He looks around to see if it's an illusion. Ren doesn't eat any corn and drops through like 20 or 30 seconds later and sees Hugh laying on the ground like making dirt angels (laughs) and Pinter's just eating corn off the cob and he thinks that there must be something up because people are just being a little bit... Yeah. So, well, Hugh, Hugh is not. It's been that. over 150 days since well, no, so she's seen. You flop on the ground briefly, just like. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, Ren. Oh. Let me get back up. Ren kind of takes a step back and is really looking at this objectively now and is like, <laughs> okay, what's going on? Ura catches herself hugging the corn and then suddenly like, steps away from the corn and pushes it. I don't think it's an illusion, but I'm not going to get used to it. I We've all had plenty nice dreams of returning home, hugging Seldy. Killing something. Closest thing. <laughs> Cleaner whores. <laughs> Cleaner whores. Um, does Pinter... Like, it's not even clean, around. it's just cleaner. <laughs> you just kind of always know it's where Forsyth is. Uh, yeah, Forsyth is, was there. Like, oh, okay, Forsyth is looking stuffing at him himself with corn. Really judgmentally. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Forsyth. You're an explorer. Explorer... You are the you final are frontier. You are a probe. <laughs> uh, so Hugh was the first to kind of look around. Yeah. It he all seems... Is. He never really stopped. Uh, nothing seems out of the ordinary. Huh. Which, Which is, is out of the suspicious. ordinary. <laughs> nothing seems out of the ordinary for the light world. It seems very out of ordinary for the dark world. Brandis um. does a history check. <laughs> Has he ever been to this particular cornfield? Ooh. 
He has been there's, everywhere. There's a message Man. in <laughs> Brandis has. Oh, oh. 35 history. Brandis says, ah. The fields of Ichthar. Is it a bloody battle happened here. The corn related? Over the corn. For it was so delicious. I'm true. Worth dying for, wouldn't you say? Worth drowning a child for. It's <laughs> <laughs> over at a well. An auspicious place for us to be. Uh, the Ichthar. Ichthar cornfields. Uh, he knows is uh, right outside of a village on the eastern border between Cormier and Sembia. But it says, for the record, a bloody battle happened everywhere. Yeah. You could just say that about anywhere. Uh, yeah, you usually do. Because yeah, he just says that. A bloody <laughs> battle happened here. Yes, this is Thunderstrike. Remember, we know. is somewhere around here. Is he in the corn? Probably. We just uh, him. We're done. When Brandis points out uh, where it is that they are, Hugh is the uh, most familiar with this area and knows it better than most. Uh, the village that Brandis says is nearby is practically too generic to ever warrant learning its name. But having been around the area, Hugh has heard of it. It's just kind of a, um, a completely nameless, unnotable farming village. He killed some goblins there once. Remains. Perhaps we should leave the people of the city to here. Wait. Well, it may not remain after we murder Lavalas and Or get him to help us. Same oh, difference. Intriguing. Okay. They would defecate on themselves to see this. They might miss the chaos sky, though. It grows I, on you after a while. I think it grows on you for completely different reasons. Yeah, the dark world grows on you. Like you just fungus. don't want it. Uh, let's go to that village. Or a parasitic uh, Okay. Alright. Village. We start walking we'll towards the, the village. leave the corn and go to the village. Take some corn. Well, I mean, we're looking for God. Shar certainly had her own interesting refuge that she had created. Perhaps this is Labaleth's Innereth's Maybe he particularly liked this spot. You said you were leaving the cornfield? Although Cornfield does seem to be a popular place. Shar picked this area too. And Labalus Enerath is not nearly as crazy as Shar. He's, his base level is not as crazy. From what well, I mean. he's not, he's Shar not, he's in, not chaotic. When Shar is healthy, Shar oh, is not crazy either. She's evil. She's an evil god, and Labalus Enerath is a is an unaligned god, Isn't a neutral god. I thought Shar was like chaotic evil, and no he poison was and necrotic kind of a stuff. <laughs> but um, it's just evil shadow magic. She's not crazy. What is no. evil? Definitely not crazy. Let's not have that conversation again. That was fifty days ago. Her, um, her, I wonder uh, if Labyrinth is less affected by this world based on yeah the corn. Well, let's get to that village. Yeah, it's our only, it's our only landmark. We go to the village. We go to the village. Ren ponders to himself and kind of mutters it out loud as they're walking. And he says, you know, if you were the god of time, stuck uh, looking down the barrel of the cataclysm, you could probably just freeze that moment in time and just live in it. Um, For all we know, the cataclysm could be seconds away in this this plane. Ren says, what do you think I did? She gets a wistful look. You make your way out of the corn and emerge on a gentle cobblestone path which follows merrily follows a merrily bubbling brook into the village. 
uh, into the expected village on the hill, filled with flowers of every shade and color. Smoke rises from a few of the chimneys, and you hear the sound of dogs, chickens, and children's laughter. A bit further off, you see a pasture of green hills, uh, rolling hills spotted with white and black sheep grazing together. Are there any people? Uh, not that you can see from here. Winter says, Hello! Not mentally, he just... No, he, he, he yells, out loud. Hello! There's no response. Hmm. Or it looks in the water. There's one child. Are there people? <laughs> no, but when Aurora looks in the water, there are fish that jump out. Okay, so time is fish. passing here, it seems. Animals. What kind of fish? Yep, and you can see the sheep. Uh, like any odd, like, yep, like trout. Well, is the village salmon. Is the village empty? In a like brook? I don't know fish. <laughs> I'm gonna say goldfish. There it's, are goldfish. There are koi indeed. And koi, and koi. goldfish and koi. Ice fish and a whale. <laughs> a small, a small one. whale. Tiny whale. Tiny whale. Gods can There's, do that. What? A gnome whale. Um, wait, what was that noise that whales make? <laughs> you know, don't whale. Whale. Oh, if they're really <laughs> tiny, if you take that sound and stretch it out to size of a whale, yeah. Oh, that's. Same I mean, in this true. world, it's not that strange. There are a few more Shut aquatic up, mammals that happen to in- inhabit fresh water as well. Is the town empty? Like people? No, it's just, just far away. Okay. Oh, Let's I thought we were at the town. There's a river puppy. No, you're on the cobblestone <laughs> path, and there's okay. smoke coming out of the town. does not stop walking. Yeah, once observing the nothing. Town. Hmm? We're going to the town. The village, as you approach, you can see it's lit with the soft golden warmth of midsummer. <laughs> Though many of the more delicate flowers here seem to be blooming out of season, with not a single dry petal or withering bud. A soft breeze makes the trees around you shudder, casting a dance of dappled light at your feet, as if in welcome. As if in welcome. Hmm. Brenna says, no one took off their mind flare helmets, right? This nope. isn't a mind flare. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, did we all That's all true. of a sudden see a bright light at once and go, huh? And this, this is, is no mind flare. I knew from the... You weren't there at the time. Because no. you had jumped in. But uh, I could... I have studied this kind of thing before, and this is, in fact, where Loveless Interact is. Time pocket. Time. In fact, Pinter takes off the Mind Flare mask. Yeah, you should, um... When Pinter takes off the Mind Flare mask, he finds absolutely no evidence of the aberrant, uh... uh Energy? Yeah, you know, the, that aber- aberrant presence pressing in as you have felt many times before when experimenting and, and all that. It is as if, you know, it is as if you are standing in this field, and that is not a worry. I understand if you wish for caution, but it is safe here. So... While we're on the topic of that, what is our approach exactly? I mean, uh, we're approaching the village. We I know, but we didn't really discuss what we were going to do That's with Shar before we arrived there. Are That's we going true. to we attempt can. to talk first? We must talk to, to him sway him to our cause? Or are we going to attempt to deceive? Violence no. is always a secondary Or are we going option. to attempt to violence? We must first think try the truth. Try the truth. And then a lie, and then the sword? Yes, that sounds fine. Truth, then a lie seems difficult. Well, a lie, <laughs> and then a truth is just as difficult. What if we tell two truths and a lie, and he can guess which one is which? Yeah. And it says, that is because you are not an accomplished liar, as an accomplished liar, as some of our other members. Well, that's true. I'm not pointing at Ren, I'm just saying other people... Ren says... Ren. Someone give me a wink when we're switching over to the live. Ren says, I hate that. to be a party pooper, but Char 
wasn't real happy with her surroundings and being stuck in that little town and getting ditched by Pazuzu. This, this appears to be a pretty sweet place to be. We should stay here forever. So, I don't know. If he may is. not be as... Uh, as willing. Not that Char was willing, but... Convincing him to help us may be a bit more difficult. We have done difficult things before. I'm just are we, are we at I'm the just village? getting people ready. No, you guys are talking right now. I mean, I mean we're talking about we'll If we're going to right, relate it back to that people. killing a child to save a village thing. Why do we keep can, talking about killing children? Because it seems to be an apt analogy. It's a terrible analogy. What if we like Who kills killing? children to okay. do anything? We're killing gods. A man. Which are definitely Fine. worth more than children. Which we did, as you recall. Yes. You can ask him, or you can just do it. Or you can ask him, and if he says no, then well, you can do it. Well, we still need to start. Even though this is a nicer surroundings, we can get to know a lot just by... We're going to find it a lot just by talking to him, so let's go try to convince him. If we can think... If anyone has a lie that would help us, go for it. But Perhaps if he won't truth. come willingly, which is most likely, we will have to pry this creature from his crevice that he is dug down into. Hmm. It's a nice crevice. It's all the a sounds lie, Aurora. of the village grow louder as you Peace always is. You can see people moving about in their hearth-lit homes, silhouettes cast in pink, yellow, and orange light. A flock of doves nesting in a tree near you suddenly take flight, sunlight glittering on their wings, perfect as a painting as they swoop and flutter up the tall, ornate clock tower in the center of town. Winter says, Hello! Hugh, um, The dumb scatter. <laughs> having been to this village at least once or twice in the past, does he notice any immediate differences in the village in this version than what he recalls? Clock tower, for instance. What Hugh finds, uh, what Hugh finds different is the uh, is the perfection of everything around. Like hmm. you said, the not a single wilted petal on the flowers. Some flowers growing out of season. There is almost nothing here that is that would be undesirable. You know, you should. You hope the groundskeeper is getting paid a lot because he's doing his job. Interesting. Ren, not wanting to alarm anyone hmm. in this. I've never seen any village as pristine. This is beyond normal. In this Super pristine, normal. tranquil, happy pretty awesome place. Ren doesn't want to disturb the peace, so he takes his hood and puts it up and... <laughs> or uh, takes off her scary looking helmet. And it's... His face is basically blacked out now. You can't you can't really see. Is that a property of the hood, or is that something we that he does We may need some magic. magic. No, it's just, it's just we... shade. It's darkened. It's pulled low so that oh, he's got okay. his hood on. Okay. They don't see a might need some magic because we reek of tentacle stakes <laughs> and foot dew. So. Well, that's it. So. Just throw it out there. Fastidiousness. Your club. This your, your cloaks all blow, you know, they, they, like a like a gust of wind comes, but not, not there is no wind. It's just right. as uh, the tentacle stink and spores and dust and or it feels like know, she yeah. can breathe again. Yeah, the, the, the 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 dreadlocks that we were growing that well, Ren's not because he has no. Aurora's not. They just everything just all this dust just 
falls uh, like 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 the earth was pulling it like a magnet. It just woof, to the ground as it then just is absorbed into the ground. And we don't even stop. We just get, as as Brandis offers this, Ren just kind of like it's nothing. He's done it a gazillion times for everyone. Yeah, just does. He's sported a pretty thick beard. <laughs> um, thick for him. My thing is, so we see uh, some people. It's been a few months. We see. Yeah, people you see him travel before. Yeah, do they look like humans? Look like yeah. From, well, yeah. Um, silhouettes from a distance. Brandon says, "I don't want to dis- dis- They're just about to enter the city." Um, and yeah, as just before we go in, Brandon says, "I don't want to interrupt the uh, piece either." But the first question I'd like is, are these normal people that were fortunate enough to be here in this, or are they not? Yeah, exactly. So. Arcana. Ren's gonna keep just an active Arcana insight. Yeah. The place that Char had collected or cordoned off for her own usage was a real place. It's possible he just sort of grabbed whoever was here and. I mean, can we find out? Are they frozen in time, or they have perhaps been living here and generations have passed? Let's go talk. Aurora sees like dogs and birds and stuff, and she's just feeling great. I, she's not even Whoa. asking. She's not even asking questions. We're all initiative, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the way that the way that you guys are asking like really smart questions, Aurora is caught up in the moment of this perfection. Like this is what she's always after. This is yeah. Aurora can see that the uh, you know the, even the, as you approach as you enter the town, I'm you can see that the. Guys. There's this impression of a carefully manicured garden where the gardener wished for it to appear completely neutral. And even the color of the of the cobblestone, the buildings, and the birds is almost oversaturated and intense. It's visually almost overstimulating. Hmm. Wow. That's how I see my world. Nice and saturated. Um, I gotta admit, this is pretty idyllic. It's nice. There are doves! Doves wouldn't be a, wouldn't out. be a bad place to settle down to die, you know. So, do we come upon any people? Any dead people? Yes. Enter says hello. That's when you notice the people. There aren't many out. Whatever children you had heard earlier have no doubt been called home for lunch, and only a few farmers and laborers are milling about <coughs> the town square, enjoying the afternoon sunshine and sharing a drink of cool well water. One farmer turns his head towards you when Pinter calls out. And that's when you notice the indistinct rippling colors where his face should be. As though an artist had decided, uh, had changed their mind halfway through the process. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out an ornate pocket watch, gazing at it for a moment before looking through you and into the distance. Hmm. They can't. Uh... Pinter walks up to him and waves his hand, trying to catch his attention. They just can't see us. He seems to just not notice your presence in the village. And are you saying they have, like, no face? And it's just, like, colors instead? Precisely. Mike Pinter pulls out his book painting. and starts drawing. Uh, Hugh, do you I sense that these draw. are people, or use your magic vision? Inside Origin type Kinda of Kind of perception and insight. Well, I guess origin type yeah, and keywords. Yeah, are Let's these keep people? mechanics out of it. When okay, sure. Are these people? Where are they from? He was looking at them are? to basically see if these are people or he illusions. He scrutinizes them. Or something else. Hugh, Hugh finds conflicting 
when he looks at them, it is as if they are people, but it is, you know, his, his sight is, is a sense, like everyone else's vision and smell and taste, but it's a, it's a new sense, it's different, it is definitely magic at its core, and it is as if what he's seeing, what he's experiencing in these people is telling him that it's a person, but it's slightly off, much like to those of you that can only see with your eyes there's something wrong with the faces as if a painter never finished their faces it's the same thing uh, it's the same thing Hugh sees but at a more um, kind of abstract level as his vision is a bit more abstract it is as if he sees yes this is a person but it's not complete Hmm. Ren does uh, I mean he's walking around here just constantly trying to is, is the arcane weave here is it strong like in the he aberrant can, world he can he, feel it yeah so he's constantly pulling and doing checks and seeing what he can take in and he gets a 48 arcana to see if he can is this all just some conjuration some farce are these people is he gonna you know take a swing at one and his fist will just go right through them Brennis walks over to the guy to check it out this is the if this is the domain of a god, it's possible these things are real, in the sense that everything, in the sense that they're not illusions. I mean, they they create things. Yes. But to what to end? So. All right. So Ren's spending some time and kind of person might have. probing into the uh, into the weave that he because feels. Ren- Brandis is walking over to the guy looking at the guy watch. with the watch who glanced over at us. Yes. And as he walks up, says, "Excuse me, sir." Does he make any reaction? He kind of looks up as if noticing Brandis and then looks through him and then looks back to his watch. Brandis. And then takes another sip from the well water. Brandis, um... With a sweet ladle. He swats the watch out of the guy's hand. <laughs> when Brandis swats the watch out of the guy's hand, it falls to the ground and shatters. And as it does so, you see a ripple in the ground, a violent ripple, move through the ground. It's like a small earthquake. Uh, He feels underneath him. The the guy who had the watch falls over and then just dissolves into the ground as if he was paint. Ren was kind of lost Um, for a second. Did you just kill a man? I've proven that they are not men to be killed, but paint to be smeared. Let's go find what we're here for. Ren gets really irritated at this. Because he... When they first got here and he was like, just give me a second. Ren finds himself more and more getting drawn to this place. It reminds him of of his... I mean, you guys doesn't get talked about very much. But Ren has a house. And like, a big field. And he took up farming for a long time. Because it was farming and fishing. And it was simple. And it was like... It kept his mind off of bad things. And he, um, he, like, this place kind of reminds him of his little farm. And uh, when he's kind of off daydreaming, he's like, you know, even if this is fake, if I was a god and I was stuck here, this might not be such a bad illusion to put up to have to watch every day. And then when Brandis does that, and just this huge ripple in the... In the in the in the world in the weave in everything when it goes, he immediately just shoots eyes at Brandis and is just like, 
What are you doing? Pinter to says it. to Brandis, the longer we stay here, the more trouble we're going to make and the further we'll be drawn into any kind of trap that is here. I will call for Lavalus with my mind. And he... <laughs> look at me, cover your minds. <laughs> and in a loud telepathic voice, he calls out, Lavalus in God of time, we seek your counsel. Are you here? You'll, uh, you'll get a response in just a second. <coughs> uh, there's a little bit of lag. I'm going you, through a tunnel. Hello. Hello, I'm, oh, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking through my box with, like, the, the pig farmer guys. It's right in front oh. of you. No, this is actually undead and it's mislabeled. Oh, whoa. Ooh. They were pig farmers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't feed your pig oh, farmers. Oh, well. They die. That's what happens to the pig. Yeah, they're not in there. We had yeah, a... I saw them during that. How much does it matter that they be pig farmers? It doesn't matter. I just wanted to put right. some guys on Let the board. Let them be skeletons so all can view these guys are all in armor. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Oh, here's a here's a decent. Armor. I saw them during. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The box is probably set aside. Slowly been set. It doesn't really matter. Um, the, it's a pig herder. What Pinter? Yes. Go on, get. Let me see so I can do that. I don't know, that's fine. Brandis listens for Lablus and Ernest's response with his mind. Brandis, 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 Brandis. I send out Brandis waves. When Pinter reaches out and says, We seek your counsel, uh, he gets a response that is. Like a, like a voice just responding to his question. He hears it, and you can all hear it in your minds. And it is, uh, it is the voice of Lavala Senarath. And he says, and he says, my counsel is not needed. He says, everything is fine. Oh boy! But what? Pinter is uh, is not fooled by such <coughs> silly tricks, and finds that this voice that he's hearing is not Lavala Senarath talking to him, at least not directly. This is something else. This is an aspect of Lavalus, but not him directly. It is almost like a, uh, you know, Pinter's very, uh, speaking telepathically, he's very familiar with the consciousness and, and the subconscious and all these, like, different kind of parts of the mind because he manipulates that. And what he is, what he finds responding to him is is a subconscious, a deep Subconscious of Labellus. And so might we uh, have to wake him up or something. There is an undertone to this. Uh, there is an undertone to this voice that that um, that falls in line with what you had detected outside the tear, which is madness. Oh boy. As Ren had been probing, got interrupted a little bit, and then finishes his probing of the weave, <laughs> Ren finds Something similar is, uh, I mean, you you already know that this is the case, but Ren finds that this weave that felt so familiar and comforting that was here, that is, it is a farce. It is, uh, what he's feeling is like someone almost holding it up around you, being like, look, the arcane weave, it's here. But as Ren, like, truly probes into it deeper than, than a normal mirror, graduate of the arcane school what a you know, fresh graduate would be able to do he's able to see that this is um, 
that it is fate. It is not. Uh, it is not actually there. Pinter says, "Faking the weave." You think everything is fine, Lapalus? You think the whole world is like this? Says I've brought you something to show you what the world is like. And he pulls out in a jar one of the pickled mind flare heads that he had collected and was keeping out of the sea. <laughs> and he reaches into the jar and he pulls out the mind flare head, which is just like wet and a little shriveled and pickled. The eyes have shrunken. And he holds it up, kind of around, and he says, This! This is the state of the world. Not your little illusion here. And he throws it into the well. As Pinter throws it into the well. Is anyone else doing anything before Pinter throws it into the well? No, Aurora is completely caught off guard by this. Brandis thinks to himself, I would do the same thing if I had a pickled mind flare. (laughs) (laughs) What would saving mine for? The water overflows out of the well as if you had dropped a giant boulder displacing an enormous amount of water. And as it flows out, it just it shoots up as if a tidal wave coming over you, except it doesn't knock you back. And as the water falls, uh, and as the water level lowers as if you were standing in, the, in an ocean that was rapidly emptying, you find a completely different sight around you. It's Hugh that, that recognizes this uh, this town of where you are. It is Mossy Vale. Oh, yes. Oh, Mossy Vale. So yes. mossy. So much veil. So much blood. It's a great battle. Great <laughs> And what Hugh sees is all of the people. Uh, all of the people here, some that he recognizes from his last visit to Mossy Vale, except they're all alive and older and happy and uh, and again much like the the previous sites and things you've been seeing it is just a picture perfect version of it well this certainly isn't reality Mossyvale was never resettled was it no Salt. Oh, oh, you don't does, know that story. Does <laughs> Ren know that this is Mossy Vale? Oh yeah. Does there's a great battle Does Hugh say anything? Does Ren just know what? Brandis knows because he's been everywhere, man. Um, but <laughs> it's everywhere. up to Hugh if he says what this place is. Uh, you've been told the story, the story, right? Yeah. yeah. Hugh says this is Mossy Vale. So Ren Seems starts to last I heard. look at Hugh and see if he can see any change come over Hugh if this place seeing people alive and walking is around is it doing anything to him he's a different man than he once was uh, different priorities different I don't know it's different hollow. responsibilities it's hollow smoky eyes doesn't know if he would make the same decision again probably not Pinter. Mm. But, maybe. Never know. Mentally and audibly. Shouts out again. Lapalus and Arath. God of time, we seek your counsel. This is not the world. These are illusions you show us of what you wish it to be. But we seek to save the world that was. Let's Come try to, to track his energy next time he, next time he talks to you. Yeah. This- and yeah, Pinter will do that. Try to like uh, trace it. If he responds again, he's gonna try and basically seek out where it might be. A child chasing, uh, chasing a rabbit through the field 
it's, it's like the rabbit is hopping towards you and the child is running after it and then it comes close to you. And now you see that the child, um, this child does have a face. Just looks like a regular child. And it looks up at you and it says, this place is wonderful. It says, come, live in our town. And then it like runs off back towards the town. Mm-hmm. Find this. <laughs> Look away, you. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of the false promises that Arath made. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> These are false promises, but I. Did you really do that? <laughs> no. No. I fear that Labellus has even Crack. tricked himself much in the way Shar had. We might need to wake him up from these illusions. It seems like we've woken him up from one, at least. Mm. Ren says, I'm going to go clear this canvas. Oh, God. Is walking around. What do I see? You can't whitewash the past, Brandis. Says one of the people who started giggling once we entered a cornfield. She just, she just really liked saying that. Winter's pondering, putting on his. Enjoy the pleasant moments while they're there. Croaker mask. Yeah, Brandis really sees the dick. Carpe diem. knows that you have to resist an illusion the first moment it comes over you. It wasn't an illusion. There was real corn. Lest you fall under corn. a delusion that you are some great paladin, or what if or Brandis. You would know a bit about delusions. Brandis is walking forward. Walk away. Walk away. You can't walk away from the truth. Brandis briefly considers attacking one of the children to see how a Helen Bahamut would deal with a fake illusion child screaming out in pain, but knows that he is here to do a mission and not argue with Aurora Warload. What do I see around me? When he runs into the village? Brennis is just... Brennis does not run. He stomps forward. <laughs> His shadow makes a smear behind him. Brennis is looking for some focal central point, something that he can disrupt to hey, you. scare people. What did you use? I'll answer your question with a question. Hey, where'd my card go? What is Brandis's? That card. <laughs> what is Brandis's happiest, most desirable uh, memory or dream or just kind of hope against hope? What is when Brandis awakens from the greatest dream he has ever had that he wishes he could fall back asleep and 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 enter into that dream once again? What does that look like? Have to be all gay like these two? Not at all. Of course not. Brandis's dream that he always hopes when he closes his eyes, he will open his eyes and find himself, is that day that the war camp he was in was invaded at night by the army, and he awoke to hearing the screams of battle and the fires of the tents and uh, small uh, small uh, war camp structures that had been erected, and Brennus grabbed his sword at that time and uh, proceeded to turn back the enemy. It was a great battle. 
Oh, God. Let's time. <laughs> That's your greatest... If there was one word, it was absolute chaos. And Brennus was the eye of the hurricane. And that's that your greatest is where you all find yourselves. Uh, and how does Brandis react when you find yourselves in exactly what you just described as Brandis is holding this weapon? Brandis has a hard time not giggling in the cornfield and does exactly what he did at that time and cuts apart dozens of... He starts cutting apart dozens of people. What does the party do? Yeah, you guys are all further back from him because he like stomped forward and that's when you see the world kind of transform again. And now Brandis is just lost in cutting these down. What was that about getting caught up in the illusion? out in the glory of battle. Well, Brandis is gone. Let's go, guys. Bran attempts to uh uh he actually throws an arcane bolt out at Brandis, attempting to Brandis on the head. Brandis is in the middle of a fight and throws something at him. He's attempting to You're pushing him deeper into the delusion. No, he's attempting to immobilize him and get him to snap out of it. Ooh, do you have a petrification spell? Roll opposed rolls. Opposed rolls. D twenty. Uh, or you can use a skill no. or, Track. or what, what are you going to use to resist me? Um, history. History. <laughs> um, Hugh is really, really glad that the Mossy Vale section is now over. Well, he was thinking of doing something drastic there for a moment. Realistically, oh. <laughs> part of Brandis' brain is trying to resist this. That's the stupid part. Brandis, in the, in the heat of battle, is going to <laughs> endurance this. Okay. 37. I, you beat me. <laughs> rolled really well. I rolled uh, a 5. Yeah. Nice. You, uh, yeah, I rolled a 6. So your skills are <coughs> quite deft. So, freezes Brandis! The veins stick out in his neck and his forehead and his massive biceps. And he jumped. Trying to slay his mustache. Drenched in blood. His mustache just. And he's, and he's way up there and his Ren is sitting there and it's taken all that he's got to hold him. And Ren kind of looks at, at Pinter and says, Talk him down! Pinter goes into battle. He he doesn't believe this is a battle, so like swords are falling on him, but they're just like... Oh, it's nighttime, by the way. Good to know. And not actually affecting him. Like, they'll actually like, pass through him and the sword will just like get disrupted and then come together on the other side. And he goes up to uh, Brandis. There's only one way to end this illusion, Brandis. As Pinter says this, what is Pinter's most it's precious the same thing. desirable? It's the same thing, so I can keep living mine! <laughs> yeah. My dreams for Brandis to be happy. When he was a young man, before he found out about his family's corruption, he was in Dreamkeep. And even though he didn't have the political uh, uh, intelligence of his family, he was very skilled at, elect- at uh, arcane engineering. And he used to make all these little arcane toys that would walk all around and everything. So you guys, suddenly there's just like these towers that grow from the ground. And all the warriors suddenly turn into Kalishtar. Everyone here is a Kalishtar with those just like brightly colored eyes, beautiful people. And then you are surrounded just by a, a, basically a huge castle 
town that is all run on magic. There are, instead of staircases, there's basically like magical lifts. And there are horseless carriages and, and people selling these exotic looking fruits that give you emotions as well as like flavor. And he is back Sad in Dreamkeep as it was before uh, the Mad Mage was defeated and all this magic was drained away and it collapsed. And he just looks around and he, he, for a moment he thinks he's actually home. We're gonna stick a little bit to just. Aurora puts her puts her you hand on Pinter's shoulder. Yeah, that these worlds are extraordinarily um, vivid, vivid and believable to the person whose desire it is. Yeah. You know, much like Brand is kind of becoming overwhelmed. It was a by powerful that. illusion. It was powerful we've ever encountered. But now that you know, yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, and he starts running towards his family's castle, <laughs> which is at the center <laughs> of it. And he says. We're, we're in Dreamkeep. We're here. We're back. He says, you, you must be my family. They'll, they'll be able to help us. You mean the family you've been using? The ghosts? He says, no, no, no. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Come on, come on, come on. And he's just running. He's, oh, oh, try this, try this. Old Kalashdar fruit. And he takes a bite. He goes, oh, it tastes like nostalgia. Oh. <laughs> and he, he runs over and he goes, oh, look at these puppets. I always love these puppets. He's like a child. And he's like, oh, remember I was telling you about this band? And there's the same music that you yes, heard. Yes, I remember. You were telling me that because it was gone. And he just starts dancing. Enter. Ren looks oh, at them and says, enter. can somebody do something about this? Hugh. Hugh just yells up to the sky and is like, you can't, you can't just paint pretty pictures, Labolus. You have to face the world as it is. It's not that simple. Brindis is just running after Pinter, trying to restrain him. Stop! Don't, don't feel the music! That's don't, pretty good. Stop um, dancing! I don't know. If there's no real reason to roll, I guess. We're just... Huh. Ren walks over to a... There's like a, a, a suit of armor and, a, and, a, and some grand paintings and stuff in kind of this room that we're standing in. And he walks over just to see if he can get Pinter's attention from him running around and shoves the armor over as it falls and then crashes into a huge painting on the wall and tears through it and goes, Hey, Pinter! Pinter looks over and he says, oh, Where's my brother? My brother could help with that. And this very tall, regal... I mean, Pinter is not a handsome Kalashdar. It's very tall, regal Kalashdar with bright purple eyes and a fancy mustache. He goes, Ah, <laughs> clumsy accident. And he snaps his fingers immediately everything reweaves and it stands oh, up you do Ren, the brother's dead Pinter Ren oh. looks at Pinter and says are you not the croaker says so and then what does Aurora say because she rolled um Aurora reaches into the into the pack that's on his back that, that um or that um that foresight that's been holding and the mask is there and she just kind of holds it up and she goes what's this then he walks over to it he says, I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. That's not my... No, you know what it is. And almost his hand's shaking, and he takes it, and he looks around at Dreamkeep and all this life, and you realize that this was, like, a paradise. <sighs> and it was, it's a wonderful place Aura to be. feels really bad doing this, by the way. And he looks around, and you see his eyes are a little wet, and he says, it's all And he, he puts on the mask. <laughs> 
And suddenly the armor comes over him. And the mask grows and bonds with it. And instead of Pinter, Croker is there. And he turns towards a, a stall of, uh, of, of um, you know, fruit. Fruit. And he and toys. takes it in his hand and Toy he just fruit. squeezes it and he say quivers and then bursts. He says, that's all this is. That tastes like disillusionment. <laughs> As it bursts, you see like drips of just almost pure black acid sprays out in every direction. And as it hits the ground, you see the whole castle that you're inside start to just melt. And it all just turns black as if it were uh, um, ink. It just kind of falls into the ground. And as you see, it is transforming into the real uh, dream keep as it is today. Completely fallen apart. Ruined. Ruined. And you see this kind of darkness set over. And as it does so, Aurora... What is Aurora's oh most? Um, You're all in a giant crib. <laughs> Swaddled. <laughs> Mommy loves me. Mommy, everyone loves me. No, uh, she... And then suddenly the, we're underwater and Mommy's holding us there. <laughs> What's going on, Mommy? It's just swimming lessons. What is Aurora's Sorry. actual thing? Come on. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, uh, the, the, the thing about illusions is that they have to be just realistic for you to buy it. Uh, in Aurora's case, what happens is the the, um, the spires of Dreamkeep morph and become more more like uh, like marble and stonework, and you see almost all over a uh, a temple is forming, a, like brick by brick, almost as it uh, melds and changes, and you get you get a very distinctive look, and you recognize it immediately. It's it's a Rathacene in nature. And you look over to Aurora, and Aurora is in full Arathacene garb. She, she is in... She's, in, she's dressed as a, as a really high-up level Arathacene paladin. And she's, like, off slightly from you. And you see that the one of the, like, high-up priests is, is decreeing something to her. And there are rows and rows of Arathacene paladins, like, waiting... So they're in like a you're in the kind of like a large cathedral, with seems like a troop or maybe it's a dedication of some sort, and Aurora's having a conversation with the the main priest who happens to be the one that in reality broke she broke his nose and was kicked out, but in this reality things seem to have gone differently and she is clearly someone of rank among the paladins. The rest of you uh, is. Aurora is oblivious to it, but as you see the world change, that that moment of uh, when the castle had kind of deteriorated into um, into the ruins, it as you saw this new illusion spring forth, it was almost um, it seemed like it was almost a, a strenuous effort to spring up this new this new illusion. You see, as the uh, uh, as the the walls of the Arathian. <laughs> Arathian, no. Arathacene. Uh, temple, like, come up. It is as if they are fighting against the uh, the ruins of Dreamkeep. Uh, it all eventually forms, but it is it is slower, and it seems like um, it's becoming more and more difficult for these illusions to form. Hugh is 
kind of pissed off and offended these whole vision things. It, I don't know. Somehow bringing up these visions of how things could be almost cheapens the struggles that we actually went through. Yeah. And it's ironing him a bit. He draws his bow and uh, pegs Dude. one of the paladins standing behind Aurora. Croker oh. laughs at this. And says, this isn't real, Aurora, as he's just plunking away at oh. various people. Croker joins in. He Aurora. runs over and Aurora. bites one Aurora of them turns on the she, she sees what he's done, and for some reason her mind goes, oh, those arrows aren't real. Good. Whoa. And she just, she, she, she looks at at, um, at Hugh and just, and she smiles and she just says, I'm glad you could make it. This is a very important day for me. One of the, one of the paladins sitting uh, across from Aurora says, says, for your special day we have arranged an, uh, an interactive uh, play for you as he gestures to the paladins falling to the arrows. Aurora wow. beams at Hugh. Yeah, you, that one drops she... next. <laughs> and then he gets shot. Aurora is enchanted oh by this. She truly is. She's like, wow, it looks so real. And look at all the people who have come out. Many of these people have served with me for quite some time, Hugh. You were rejected by your god, Aurora. Arathus didn't dig you. When this painting huh? disappears, I'm you got spat on and Wilson. kicked out of your order. Yeah. No. Croker <laughs> laughs. You worked as a mercenary. Over. Ren calls you met it. Keeper. He fell in love with you. He didn't realize it. Keeper Ren turned into a human and betrayed us. We had to kill him. <laughs> you killed him. Aurora's eyebrow twitches. She says, That's not very nice. To Ren say. calls Why attention you... to Raxus. We might kill her. Raxus is nowhere to be seen. You had a dragon in a rack. Croker goes over and says, Milady, might I have your hand? <laughs> oh, God. This as Ren, certainly gives Aurora a pause. <laughs> as Ren, you know, brings up Raxus, you see the, uh, uh, the familiar silver dragon just sort of not appear, but just sort of... Oh, no, no, no. You do, you do see Raxus, but only, only you, you seem to kind of catch... A glimmer of is being contained in something. There's like uh, there's like a few uh, urns, like these light urns that are kind of emitting pretty light. And one of them, you can see a frantic swirl of energy, as if something's like stuck. To next time, pretty shatters there. it. He picks it up on and smashes the illusion. And as her ex, you kill Raxus. Out, uh, <laughs> No. Croker grabs her hand and turns it over and seeing the, the mark. <gasps> he says, hey, remember this? And he takes two fingers and jabs at it, knowing that it's been causing two, her pain. Two things simultaneously happen here. Uh, the first thing is the urn shatters on the ground. Raxus bursts out of it. Oh. As Pinter slash Croker spins her around, inflicting a great deal of, of pain on her. At the same time, Raxus actually... Hits her. In, the impact is an explosion of light, which shatters the the illusion of her armor being arathacine, returns it to the true armor that she has, uh, and the as that happens, the entire temple begins to crack, as though you 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 know hit hit something made of glass. Only it's very very slow. It just you see the a crack kind of form up through the middle and the the soldiers on either side also seem to have like cracks kind of forming up them as it, as if the impact of hitting her has hit this entire place and she staggers back blinking 
Our eyes suddenly clearing. The paladins standing amongst the ones that are left standing, which is not many, they kind of, they look at Aurora and say, You are not welcome here! You are banished! Before, like, the cracks continue to move up their body and then they shatter like glass. Aurora reaches, you know, to the to the emblem on her on her uh, chest plate, and it's it's not the Arathacene symbol anymore. It's it's the champion's code that had replaced it some while back. She just grips it like like a, like an anchor point, something that grounds her. Another one of the paladins before it shatters says, "You failed one god and just moved on to another." You. Where's Rolla? <laughs> Aurora swings her hammer at this guy, and just makes him explode. You see that these illusions, starting with Dreamkeep, and now here, as as you are overcoming them, rather than just immediately moving on to another one, it is as if the the cold reality, or even or even now, the opposite, like a kind of the opposite of a desirable, confrontational, um, um, like, like, thing from your own mind, comes out, and it is there, and it's like, this whole thing is happening for a minute, uh, two minutes, three minutes, like, it's not moving on. Ren, Ren, when the paladin says this after she smashes him, says, don't forget, Aurora, it was the, it was Arathis that turned his back on you. I think it was kind of a mutual departure. Well, yeah, but you're the one that's <laughs> like, <gasps> trying to help you out here. Our scars make us who we are. I appreciate Broker. it. It's oh. more of a shock of realizing what just happened. Than it is. Croker calls it and says, <laughs> Our happiness makes us weak, what can we say? That really hurt. He says, Well, get in it. And he calls out, Labless! Labless, you old coward, get out of here! You see the world begin to transform again, but this time it was with like a great effort as these, uh, as the walls or whatever. Ren, what is Ren's thing? Oh no! Fire and brimstone. <laughs> Mm. Ren. <clears throat> Let's just skip Ren's. <laughs> no, You're come on. I said joke. As the world starts to change, Ren stops and says, That's for me. Uh, the Where once there were, you know, the, the paladins were all sitting kind of up in the, the. They were kind of like up in stands and stuff, right? The. They turn into what appear to be like sides of cliffs, and um, the world around gets very dark. And you find, or Ren finds himself standing, um, kind of on, out, out on a on a ledge. Uh, and as he turns around, he sees he doesn't see you guys. He sees uh, a group of individuals that are are cloaked and masked that are just silently standing behind him. Um, and as he looks past them, he sees just a massive citadel castle that they're standing in front of, like, in front of the gates, facing out. They're not facing the castle. And as he turns back around, now the sides of these cliffs, and he looks over the ledge, and it's just an infinite abyss going down, and he realizes he is, in fact, in Nessus. And... That is the ninth layer of the uh, Nine Hells. Hmm. And as he then looks back to the cliff walls all around him and the ledges, there are devils everywhere on them. 
at every place where they could be standing and lashed to the sides. They're standing there and they're all cheering his name. Okay. And <clears throat> he uh, just is overcome with this this sensation of power as he realizes that he is their supreme leader. He's king shit. Um, and he begins to he begins to address them and starts making people. grand speeches to them. Um, yeah. With I mean, like with arms, <laughs> arms raised, and is just voice soaking it in as their cheers. You know, he'll say something, and just their cheers they and their shouts just erupt and shake the walls, and, and, and stones are falling um, as just the crowd is reaching a fever pitch or fevered pitch, and um, and yeah. And now, you know, he gets done with his speech and, and they're all just sitting there cheering and, and chanting his name as he just stands there and is just... <sighs> just breathing in all of his... You're not the Lord power. of Halloran. Asmodeus still reigns. Ren can kind of hear this, but turns around and still doesn't really see anyone and just... Brushes it aside. Almost as if we're reacting to this, the uh, the devils from the from all around they say, "All hail Ren, Lord of all the hells." Into Croker's just cracked it up. That's very funny. <laughs> Ren hears the laughter and kind of jerks around and says, "Who dares laugh at the Lord of the Nine? There's no devil dares laugh. This devil's a coward. <laughs> and as Ren turns around and sees the croaker, um, pretty much in full demon mode. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! His, I mean, all the hair on his arms, it just all stands up as he, um, I mean, he just, he takes a giant deep breath and says, you dare come to my, to my realm? You dare step foot on my soil. And when Ren says this, all of the devils around, they like they take their various weapons and kind of hold them at the ready, you know, as if the front line's ready to charge in this room that you guys are standing in, Great. lining all the walls Lovely. with the devils, point their spears forward as if they are, you know, they were just reacting to Ren as if every single devil in this place is just an extension of his own body. Easy, and Ren. As, and as they do this, Easy. Ren looks at... The croaker and says, and says, you talk a big talk, but I'm afraid today you have made the gravest mistake ever. How exactly did you become Lord of Palren? What exactly did you do specifically? This cheap illusion cheapens your eventual victory. And Ren uh, just, <coughs> again, he kind of. He's fixated on on uh, on the croaker, but now he can he can see there's another figure standing kind of in the shadows over here, and as he looks over, he sees Hugh and he says, he says, Master Hugh, you will keep silence. Oh. And again, Ren helped Ren. You're not Lord of Hell yet, my friend. You so don't Ren get to me help Ren. He can't restrain him with a spell. So while he's distracted with those, with while he's talking to those guys, <laughs> I'm not distracted. He is. 
Yeah. He's an illusion in his own fantasy. So Rand is Croker just starts laughing and like dancing around and like trying to draw Rand's ire. And Brandis is going to uh, just go up and just give him a big old bear hug and just say, "It's not real, Rand. It's not real." And as <laughs> and as Ren is lifted off the ground in a massive bear hug, <laughs> he turns around and he says, he, "He sees Brandis and he says, Ah, Brandis, you are here." Aurora, Aurora w- watches this <laughs> spectacle. She's she's a little alarmed by how things are going out. Uh, she begins to emit the holier light that is almost a direct counterpart to to Ren's darkness. No, she's not gonna blast him. She just she's she's giving off that aura and she just walks up to him as at you know, kinda gets in his way a little bit as he's like trying to like see what the demon's doing. And she just looks at him and she she reaches out a hand. She doesn't touch him but she reaches out a hand like like she's calling to him and she just says Did you ever Truly answer Solus's question. And she just reaches out her hand and she says, You're not evil, Ren. Ren this isn't your place. Ren. <coughs> Ren says. Uh, Ren looks and calmly says, The. The acquisition and, pe- and possession of power does not necessarily make one evil. Must one be evil to rule with an with an iron fist? Um, and, he sa- and he says, <laughs> he says, was it evil that I struck down Asmodeus and and claimed his rule? Is it evil to kill an evil being? How exactly did you strike down Asmodeus? Was and it through treachery? Was it through combat? How exactly did that happen? What are the specifics? Ren Can says. You Ren says, "Well, of course, it's 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 told in all the lands of how the great Asmodeus was struck down." Remind me, the great battle, as all the devils chant. And Ren says, "Ren says it, it uh, wait." As he struggles to, and now it's becoming awkward because all the devils are chanting behind him, but he can't actually place it. And as he continues to chant. He hears another booming voice next to him as he turns, and there's Asmodeus standing <laughs> right there. Uh, and awkward. it, uh... Maybe I played that too far. And, um... <laughs> and Ren looks at him and, it's, and just says, What? Asmodeus! How have you come to be? He takes a breath in and grows larger and larger, larger than you'd ever seen, uh... Asmodeus appear before, and then uh, he looks down and he says, This is my realm! And Ren, Ren And then you see all the devils start to react to him as they say, Asmodeus, Lord of all the hells! And Ren looks from, like, just this fury with the croaker, but this, this, this moment of confusion and, and terror as the, as the devils start to turn on him and, and Asmodeus. And he's just—he's confused, and he—and he—and he—he doesn't know what to do, and he—and he starts to kind of panic a little bit. And he goes, "No, no, this is not how it—this is not how it w- is supposed to be." And as just the 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 walls, the, the cliffs all around—they just start collapsing and crumbling, 
and the walls start falling away as, as devils um, who once were chanting his name just start falling into the abyss and, and the, the walls of the castle and citadel just start to crumble and fall and Ren just keeps, keeps just screaming, just, No! No! <coughs> what is RA5's happiest? Or the He's a real boy. He has small dreams. As this place crumbles and you find yourselves kind of tumbling down to the ground as the, the castle or the, the ramparts that you were in crumble down and the, the, the rocks and stones holding it together just completely lose their cohesion. You find yourselves just standing or falling down and then stand up in just a big flat area and you see off to one side the um, the happy citizens of Mossy Vale uh, calling to Hugh saying uh, saying, you are a good person come live with us and then oh and then the uh, oh, was it orcs? it was another army Super an army uh, you know off in another direction as they are giving out a war cry uh, calling for Brandis to come near the uh, uh, the Pinter's family all standing together saying Come, be at home. The paladins of uh, of Arathis all saying, You are a leader. We need you, Aurora. And then a group of devils all saying, All hail, Ren. All surrounding the party here. Shit. We should, we should just stay here. Yeah, Hugh just yells out at the citizens of Asseville like, You're all dead. You're all dead. I killed you. Says, it does not have to be. What was must be. Croker laughs and he says, "Oh, I got my family right here." Oh, yeah. You ate them. Keep some of this telly. All this stuff. Sorry, I thought that was literal. You find that all around you, slowly, the houses with the smoke-filled chimneys rise up again, and you are in. The original town as you came here except now it is different the colors are um muted the colors are muted they are dark some of the buildings haven't fully risen up and they look like a sort of a half melted wax sculpture uh almost everything is overgrown with uh with this kind of dark corruption you even see some of the tentacles of the aberrant world like in one area there. But we've ruined everything. The creatures, the different people all around you are still standing there and they say, You reject this world! We reject you! Uh Lobulus! We seek you, not your illusions. Stop lying to yourself. The world is as it is, it is corrupted. But you still have power. Join with us, huh? Roll initiative. Broker time is difficult. Track your order amongst yourselves. What? Brand is. I want to write it down. Goes for every person. Uh, Brandis got a twenty-one. Twenty-two. Aww, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Lame. Laura. You is thirty-one. <laughs> Ren is twenty. Twenty. 
close together. And 31. 30. Really? Roll oh! off. Oh, actual torch. I rolled a 4, so 26. 40. So, so he's 48. Or 31. 31. <laughs> okay, so it's going to go Pinter, Hugh, Aurora, Brandis Red. I thought you got 31. I did get a 31. No, Wait, I thought Brandis got a 31. Yes. Brandis got a 21. Sorry. Oh. Two. 22. Oh, you got a 22? No, I rolled a 2. Oh. <laughs> no, I got a 26. <coughs> I think. Yeah. No, 22. Did I? Yeah, you got a 22. Plus, Aurora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Brandis. Um, my mathing is not so great. Oh, butters. Will you never stop shedding? Summertime. Ooh. Butters molten. You got your own order? Yes. Blah, 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 blah. I need to come up with more. No, you don't. No, you don't. Monsters, really? monsters. One of these, like, on a day that's not Thursday, we need to go through and organize the mini box again. Reorganize the mini box? Yeah. It was once. Well, it kind of got unorganized, and then we lost Eric, and then it's just kind of been... Chaos. Yeah. And madness. It's been chaos and madness ever since. That's where the aberrant energy got in. Yep. Through the box. It's pretty much when the cataclysm occurred. Here we go. Alright, got all the way. Army. Over here is the uh, the paladins. Of, over there are the paladins of Arathis. Oh my gosh, do we get to control our armies and have them attack other people? Why did yes. I have to say paladins? I hope so. <laughs> we already killed a group of paladins of. Here is Pinter's as well? family of Kalistar. We're good at killing. <laughs> Pinter's family. Great. Uh, they're already dead. And they're all evil anyways. I know, but it's just... Is that good to represent them? They're pretty evil looking. They're the original cultists. Except his brother. Yeah. We didn't know that um, Pinter is ugly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you know. Now we have some like, we didn't know what Calistar looked like, but now we've yeah, seen like, pretty ones. They're beautiful. Oh my There's god, a, um, you didn't tell us that your whole family what? was gorgeous! So what movie, happened, Pinter? When The Rock, the rock is a, plays an astronaut, it's an animated and he goes to another planet, and he's, t- and he's talking with uh, Jason Long, plays like the geeky alien guy, and he's like, and The Rock is training him how to pick up females of his race, and the, the best question he says, Are you ugly by your race's standards? I don't know. <laughs> This is all you guys, right? Yeah. That's a big farmer. These were your original villagers you pulled out. Oh, you're right. Put you guys in the middle. He's like, I just 
And here is the happy uh, the happy village. villagers. Oh man, Hugh, you get to kill them all over again. Of Mossy Vale. How great. Are there children? Tell me there are some children in yes, there. Yes, some of these are children. Great. If you guys want to move yourselves, just to, just to, go ahead. I think I pushed that and I think something. I'm happy where I am. I'm going to go for Hugh's those. Hugh's had that uh, dream a couple times. Yep. Is it a happy dream? Is it a bad dream? Is it just a dream? It's not a great dream. It's not a nightmare, though. I mean, come on. You're a human being. You've got to just have a bad feeling about it. It's At least that's how Aurora feels about humans. It's something that he did that he didn't enjoy. But it's not like... I no, call that a nightmare. When I dream about things like that... I feel like Wait, does Ren have people? There's nightmares where you wake up screaming. Yeah, that's what Hugh hears. Oh, that's what Hugh thinks of as a nightmare. Oh, and all nightmares. the devil's over there. Okay. He yeah, just well, wakes up and doesn't feel great. What a bad dream. That was lame. Why can't I dream about yeah, Rosie? It's like those ones where you're like... It's like a frustrating dream. Or... Yeah. Where you dream that you did all the things you were going to do for that day, and now you have to do them twice. Or you have to do things that you pooped, don't really want to do. But there was no poop to poop. And then you wake up and there's poop. Oh! oh. <laughs> there it is! <laughs> no, I don't have that kind of Or like of the dreams. peeing dreams where like, you're just no. like peeing in everything. I think like, oh, different. I really have to pee. Oh, there's right, a pot. Who's I'll go first? pee in the pot. <laughs> no. Although uh, I think someone Peter. had a dream like that Peter. when they were drunk. Peter. No, I think it was you. Aurora, Ren, Ren. Unless we're going golf rules. Golf rules. Golf then rules. it's Ren. Ren wins. Um, Pinter, you're on deck. Is that okay, Pinter's first attack, no. Aurora kills Pinter. Pinter's oh. going, you're next. Okay. I'm assuming that... Let's find out if any of them are Yeah, what are we actually doing? Yeah, I'm going to need... Are these minions? Are these all elite solos? Are we killing them? Elite solos, we're all dead. Half of them are elites, half of them are standards, and the other half are solos. Our mystery prize! (laughs) Uh, So, as you're standing there and they're calling towards you, and they say, You reject us! They all say in one unified voice. And then they just start charging forward Uh, at you with their various weapons raised. The villagers have their pitchforks and... Uh, the, the town crier has his bell that he's holding above his head. He's gonna hit you with a bell! The devils have all, like, Ring adopted their battle stance and are moving towards you all. Um, origin type and keywords? Origin. Your dreams. Type. Nightmare. Keywords. Uh, they all, you know that they are all illusions, um, and it's hard to tell much beyond that. Oh, man. Okay. That seems reasonable, because I think, I mean, if they use illusion magic to specifically obscure that information... Yeah, it's basically you can't see their nature. You know that that they are illusionary, but uh, you've seen enough in this world to know that real harm can be had. Okay. Okay. Um, Are they all looking to attack us? You have to opposite clap. Yes, they're all moving towards all of you. Don't believe. Don't believe. Okay. I don't believe in fairies. Uh, I know, but my question is, the, the devils were just chanting, Yay, Ren, so are they... They are all moving to attack all of you. Now they're saying... Oh, they rejected probably... their reality, they are moving towards you in intent you harm. It's very obvious by their stance and the way that they are moving. I will take back the reality and if I can go and make them attack other people. Um, I will accept your reality. Question, McKenzie, on terrain. What is what that we actually have to worry about? I think you have to about? genuinely accept it, though. Everything is wrong. Uh, anything that is there is essentially rough. Uh, except, for the, except for the full buildings, which block line of sight. 
Okay. okay, but not like the fruit stands and whatever. Yeah, but all the fruit stands and stuff are, oh, rough. are rough terrain. Okay, good enough. Consider them to be like knocked over and stuff. This is a, a collapse statue. Okay. Okay. This sucks because I my burst ten would have been awesome here. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. Mm. Can I regain? You can. But no, it's daily item Wait, powers. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on. Is it daily power or I daily have item a weird, powers? I think it's daily just the encounter. But it has to be toward. I think it's just the encounter. Gotcha. Hold on. Because I got this new thing where I can you actually what? get back Wait, what's that from? We're the gummy bears? Yeah. yeah. No. No. So, so who showed us first? Pinter. Pinter. Sorry, I just. I got this wave of nostalgia. Jumping here and there and everywhere. Something, something, something beyond compare. Okay. <laughs> no one ever remembers that middle part. Beyond compare. Everyone who's adjacent to me, one, two, and three. You get a plus five to attack rolls and damage rolls until... No, wait. Even... Oh, uh, uh... Plus ten to attack rolls and damage rolls until the end of my next turn. What? Plus ten? That is insanity. I believe so. Attack Uh, rolls? No, it's impossible. Plus one power bonus to attack rolls and a power bonus damage rolls equal to... Wisdom modifier. Uh, oh yeah, okay, sorry. Plus sorry, sorry, attack. sorry. Uh, so a plus two to attack because I'm twenty first level, and a plus five to damage rolls. Okay. Plus two to attack. Plus five. Okay. It was like plus, plus ten. ten to it's impossible. <laughs> okay. It's impossible. Also, please make notes that that's a power bonus, which means it does not stack with other power bonuses. Okay. Okay. So remember that if you have a something that is labeled a power bonus, it will not stack. Uh, Greg. Yes. Uh, I'm you gonna have to hit something, though, right? Yeah, I got a 46 versus AC, and I got a 20 in the hole. What? What did you, uh... Which one did you attack? Oh, my dad, of course. Uh, oh, my God. He saved me and his father. He's right there. With his crossbow. Achoo! All right. Uh, yeah. Does a 46 hit versus AC? Oh, it's an encounter perk. Crap. Yes. You need 43. Okay. 46 hits. Um, what are these minions? Go to the refresher yes. and we'll find out. Okay, then he's dead. I'll say this was my thought. Uh, so I don't have to roll damage. Right? Uh, correct. I'm thinking of roll. I'm okay. thinking of running just into a crowd and setting off a bomb, pretty much. So, yeah. That's my turn. Now I'll do flavor. Okay. 
Almost like it pounded. Croker laughs, seeing them surrounded by all this. <laughs> he says, ah, oh, funny thing is, they all used to wear this mask. <coughs> he says, it's a mask no longer. Eh, father? And he puts forward a hand. And these ghosts, uh, actually, the, the ghost of his father bursts from his hand and pulls out a, a wand. And the the minion father also pulls out a wand. And magical energies fly from both. But his ghost father's energies easily overcome the illusion. And just... It basically like shrivels up and just vanishes. But his father looks back and gives the croaker a reproachful look before returning. At the same time, uh, ghosts just seep from the croaker constantly. Instead of jars, now he has just these pustules Ew. that are full of ghosts. And occasionally there's just goats pop and the ghost jewels just flies out and they actually inhabit your weapons. Make your weapons a little stronger until the end of the next turn. And I did trick of knowledge which means I get a plus two to attack rolls with arcane powers or okay, okay that's my turn. What would you, uh, uh, alright, what's some? So pretty. Uh, Aurora is next in my list with me on deck. After Sam. After, after. Hubert. Uh, so it's not, it's not you have to all those. Wait, so, so something's happening before Hugo? Correct. Well, we got the same initiative. Okay. That's fine. Or something happens before Hugo. Okay, then I'm not going to mechanically do things then. So, starting. Yes. Yes. Oh, now Greg knows what you're going to do, Sam. Greg knows against the phone, if I recall. Yeah. All right. Well, this looks a little bit grim, doesn't it? Where's Pinter's family? Pinter's family. Where'd Pinter go? Oh, the croaker. Where, where has Pinter been for a while? I want to know. All right. Pinter's... Pinter's family charges forward at the closest two, which is Hugh and Aurora. As yeah. They strike in. Opportunity you can attack. Feel it Not is really. Pinter's very. Uh, it is almost like Pinter's very nature that fuels. These uh, these creatures as they attack. It is not against your physical armor in this place. It is against your mental. Yes. Is this against? Awesome. Yep. First two against uh, Aurora. Second two against you. Boom. Ouch. Oh, Will. Damn. Do we have nads? Uh, you do. Okay, then both miss me. Wow. Nice. Um, well, that's crap. Uh, yeah. So one hits. One. The other one is not so fortunate. Alright, the one that hits. Come on. I really want those temporary hit points. Winter Illusion Mind Bite. Uh, here Okay, you that's horrible. 21 psychic damage and lose one healing surge. <gasps> okay, that sucks. Mind bite! Yeah, my mind. Alright, it's here next. Delicious. I just want to say, uh, <laughs> real quick, Pinter is using energy conversion. Uh, you gain resist all equal to 10 against that attack. 
And then you also get uh, ten temporary hit points. Which means you end up losing one hit point. Yeah. Unfortunately, still... As a note, that 35 is green. Uh, yeah, don't... Don't tell me that. Yeah, the 40 is green as well. That would have hit me without Nads. Alright. Okay, Okay, I just want to... You don't have Nads now. You can see that each of the enemies will... Um, One hit point. Each of these enemies are minions. They will act after, uh, you know, the ones associated with the character will act after wow. your, that person's initiative, and all of their attacks are themed to, uh, to follow the same sort of thing concept. that your class archetype does. Does that make sense? Yes. Class Why? archetype, which Boom. means I will paladin your faces off. Mine kill us all in one hit. <laughs> in that case, no, theirs just don't die. I feel it nastier. I could clean up half the board. Do it. But I go last. So well, let's just delay. Alright, next you. No, delaying will just be able to hit bone. Tom delay. Um, Um, this is a kill. Kill um mine next because well no kill kill Hughes next. Kill Hughes next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're gonna throw pigs at us. Uh, No, no, no. We need to like focus on at least one of them, okay? Because they're they're just gonna keep hitting us over and over again. One healing surge. Well, with Hughes really are going to go next, so if you could take out Hughes... They're all going to suck. Hughes, Hughes minions are going to go next, so if we focus on... Hughes are going to be like Dex. So, Hugh, so. if you focus on yours, yeah. then that'll mitigate... So, um... Minor action. Or you could play it this where... This is a bit costly, but he figures we're going against... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Just strategically, if you go over... If you kill the next guys, then your guys will come, but if you could take out more of theirs then they won't, and you could stagger them so that you're minimizing the hits, you know? But we're gonna have a bunch of hits that are gonna come right now. Oh, yeah. Killing, attacking any guys who haven't gone yet. Just, just, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Guys who haven't gone yet. Um, Hugh only has one of these, and he's gonna use it. It's his Tempest Whetstone. Tempest. It's gonna be difficult to replace out here, but he's got one. Um, Oh my god. Draws out his pack, rubs along his bow, flavor after. Yes, um, uses Tempest Whetstone, minor action. Um, Quarry is going to be difficult to do. Okay. Hmm. Brandis' group is the ones led by Brandis. Okay. I'll stay away from them. Yeah, that'll work. Okay, this is going to be a little interesting. Okay, so Tempest Whetstone. Uh, let's do quarry. Let's just get... Okay, so this guy is the closest. Second closest is that guy, and I can do something within five of him. It's like such a small thing, unless I move. Are you going to attack those ones? No, I'm probably going to... So it doesn't matter right now. How about you roll against who you're going to attack? Okay. Well, that's what I need to figure out the quarry. It gives me a bonus to the attack roll. Well, okay. I guess we'll see if I even need it. Um, it's going to be... Well, I mean, unless you can quarry somewhere. Uh, if I can move closer so that equal oh, distant, right. then I can get who I want to get. Uh, in fact, Feel that's probably what we'll do. Um, oh, so, you. gonna provoke. Right. Yeah, provoke from two? Yeah, provoke from two. Oh, no, one, you don't. Two, Sorry. Three. Ran out. Let's go ahead and hit it to me. 37, 48. There's as well. That sucks. 48 uh, definitely hits. 21 psychic, lose one healing. Okay. Minus 21. One surge. That was a painful hit. Oh, hang on. Now 48's still way off there. That's opportunity, so that's good. 
Okay. Um, move to one, two, three, four. Yeah, I think that's pretty close. He's one, two, three. He's one, two, three. He's one, two, three, yep, four. So he's second nearest. So you can do it. One, Three, four, perfect. So he ties for second nearest. So I can quarry him without any problem. I definitely want that guy. He's in a good spot. And then five from him. One, two, three, four. Oh, I see. Five is not terrible. We can move through our allies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. One, two, three, four. Yeah, it's gonna be that one. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those two. Let's go. I guess actually, let's go this one. Okay. Alright. Uh, none of my three attacks are multiple creatures, are they? Yeah. Nah. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I'm closest, so that should be good. So, I'm, I'll get a plus three to each of these. Pretty reasonable. And they were low rolls, so that was definitely worth it. So, that's going to be 34 plus an additional three. Is 37. I have a, no, I wasn't adjacent to you. You need 43. Oh, never mind. Okay, hang on. So 34 plus 3 is 37 plus 7 is 40, 44. 44. So the first one definitely hits, and that was that guy. And then the second one. Oh, leave him? Hang on. So 34. Yeah, that's going to be splash damage on there. So 34 plus 3. 37 plus 4 is. 41. 41. I need a 40. What? 43. 43. Okay. Sure. We're going to do heroic effort. Heroic effort. Yay. Wait, wait. I always have. How how much short am I? You're too short. First turn of every round, I have combat advantage. I forget that every single goddamn time. Because of fantastic reflexes. There you go. So I've got combat advantage, so I forgot about that. So that one doesn't blow heroic effort. So that one hits as well. Okay, so. Who dies? Um, these five. I will get them. Okay. Nice. And these. It's everybody within two, so these four. Yeah. Boom. Wow, there was one that was two, one, two away. Uh, I didn't think there was. I timed that. Was it like that? I thought it was. Was it within two? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. And then, um, heroic. No, not heroic effort. Archer's Glory! Boom! Nice! Gain an action point that I can spend. I spend it. Nice. Uh, okay, not gonna be able to core anybody else. And Good I'm not job killing all these closest guys. to anybody else, Ooh, but I should good. have. Well, no, we're going for firing for effect here, so I think <laughs> well, we're gonna go probably that one. That should get us six or seven if we can get him. And. <laughs> Probably that one. That gets us five. I think that's our right. most cover from. Uh, yes, allies. I've got a clean line on that guy. I think. Well, you don't even care about. Uh, no, I, I covered. Cover does matter. I, I got rid of that item. No. I know, kind of a bitch. It's never come into effect before this. Uh, well then, it has cover from an ally. Okay, so that one's got cover, and that will say that one probably has cover. Okay, that's fine. But I've still got combat advantage. Oh, one and a two and a oh. So those are both blown. 
That did nothing. That, that was one. That was two <laughs> All right, why don't you get the flavor? Who's up next? Okay. Monsters and then Roar. Yeah. Me? Go ahead and give flavor of it. Okay, so. Hugh steps away, uh, gets knocked by creatures that are from Pinter's past, his brother and sister, we'll say, as he dives forth um, and uh, screaming, yelling out again. I already killed all of you, and sends an arrow into <laughs> one some lady, uh, milkmaid, a milkmaid who he remembers putting a knife into her back while she slept, and the other one is a little kid again. Um, as the arrows sink into their flesh, the electric electricity from the uh, tempest whetstone shocks out of them. Um, Sending spasms through the adjoining villagers who also fall to the ground. Um, and then, angered and again, but somewhat distracted by it, he tends to uh, kill more of the hallucinations as he sees them, uh, but his shots go wide. The villagers are explosive. Explosive. Um, the two surviving villagers. Cross. Charge at you. <laughs> 40 versus Will on each. Uh, definitely both hit. Yeah. What does it do? They each deal 31 psychic Ooh. damage. Ooh. As they strike extra true as uh, you you know, get hit being, the head with a being aspects of Hugh they just hit hard. <laughs> like uh, pressure points. Yeah. Alright. So sixty-two. That sucks. How how are you how are you looking? Uh, shouldn't be bloody yet. No. We wow. Getting really? probably dang close though. Really? You've you've taken like a hundred points. Uh, twenty-one and sixty-two. That's times. Didn't you take twenty-one the first time as well? Haven't you taken that twice? No, no, no. I didn't take it the first time. Okay. 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 Aurora. Okay, Aurora is. She can't really get to any of them really easily, unfortunately, because of the rough terrain features. And she's the slow. guys that are adjacent to you. She she plans to. Um, so she. Oh, actually, I'm bloody. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, that's okay because that, that means you get bonuses. Just a bit, sixty-six out of okay. seventy-four. So of tell me value. next time something bad happens, you'll see if I can mitigate. Uh, uses a daily burst one, close burst one. Uh, she gets a 50 versus AC. I assume that hits these... Uh, yep. Chokes. Nice. These, these uh, mom and brother, maybe? Yeah. Uh, these but we won't sisters. flavor it yet. Um, so what this does is it does some damage. Uh, I'm assuming they're minions, which would kill them. Yeah. But in addition to that, it creates a zone around her in the burst one which is an aura no it's not an aura but it's a zone it only affects bad guys moves with me squares inside the zone are difficult terrain and lightly obscured when an enemy ends its turn within the zone it takes 10 cold and necrotic damage at the end of the turn if I hit at least one enemy with a divine attack power that turn the zone size increases by one square to a maximum of 5 Right. Right. So, I got you, Well, I I picked uh, just some oh, some nice. blue, some blue. So these guys are dead. 
and these two kind of indicate the zone. Yeah. So flavor wise, um, Aurora's. No. Cool. Do you hit him? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sexy. A fifty versus AC hits. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. The numbers don't mean anything, by the way. I just put it. As, you could put it on one, so it's like. Doesn't matter. We can see the corners. Keep doing your flavor. Um. So the air around Aurora grows very cold and and starts and the moisture in the air starts to coalesce into t- tiny flecks of snow. And as these begin to swirl around her, it collects on the ground and you you see the the idyllic greenery start to freeze and break underneath the um, the chilling effect of the snow. And as it begins to culminate in a more intense, almost a, a blizzard kind of around her, it's swirling now, you can see the skin on her, the bits of exposed flesh on her have actually crystallized, and she almost looks uh, iridescent in the light that is also kind of flowing around her as well. And Raxus is swirling in this energy and actually just blows through two of the illusions one after the other and they both ex- explode in a puff of, of like really really fresh powder it's like and they just are gone instantly and uh, those of you actually within that square are also on rough terrain and lightly obscured which would be Pinter at this time alright the Arathisane Mm-hmm. Paladins charge in, and uh, with just bloodlust in their eyes, they try to drive you, uh, drive you away from this world. Two of them charge at Ren. Three of them charge at Brandis. They have the charge bonus. Here you are. Okay, let me get two more. Oh, that's a critical miss. So 34, 42, 44, 51, 42 versus Will. Both miss. Both miss. Brandis gets hit by all three. Here you go. 21 psychic damage each, plus 41 psychic damage each. If you make an attack, Did you get bloody it is again? not the guy. What we'll do is we'll say kind of a, a, a group mark. If you attack any of them, you won't take the damage. But if you attack anyone else, you will take the damage. Did yeah, I get I bloody yet? Yeah. This is my first attack on that one. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, 63. I damage. have an immediate reaction to anyone getting bloodied or crit. So, let me know. All right. I would have done it on your turn. So there you are. Who is next? I'm sure you will. Brandis. 41 against Brandis. It's me now. More like who's last. You said the, uh, anyone who's saying finish the fight. So they they strike out with radiant energy as they swing their weapons. They glow white and it overwhelms Brandis as every one of them hits and he feels this burning radiant energy and then he has these um, he's like chains, radiant chains surrounding him as they like kind of pull him towards the three paladins that are right there as they say, engage us! And if Brandis basically moves to attack anyone else, uh, he'll take a lot of damage yeah. from each of them, punishing him. Brandis looks longingly at his true enemies, the army that attacked in the middle of that faded night. <laughs> and the paladins say, engage us! And with rage, he says, okay! <laughs> Death Storm Assault! Which was the name of the combat maneuver Invented Brandis at that time. used for his army when they attacked the Dust Bunnies. Yeah, a couple. An invading army. Yes, um, cool bonuses. 
Um, I will not use this free attack, free action against one. Yeah, I, I get to use this as one of thing. Um, Death Storm Assault is a burst one. Yeah, you can use this after your turn. Oh, you can use this after attack? That's pretty fancy. Uh, free action, that's a little extra hero thing. It's a burst one, so these these three are bad guys, those two are bad guys. So, um, well, actually, I could get four if I was shifted. There you go. If I took a five foot step. <laughs> um, uh, I have to hit something like what is it? Uh, Forty or no? They all the same? I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, you need forty-three if it's AC. Forty-three. I am not going to use power attack. I have a plus two uh, to attack. I probably have plus ten to attack. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, plus ten. Plus ten. Um, so plus two. Do we have any other weird bones? I don't think so. So, that is a 52, 52, 51, 41. It's a burst two? It's a burst two. Oh, no, I see. I gotcha. Four guys. 41. 41. Um, it's a a 43. I mean, a 43 uh, thing. 43 AC. Yeah. Um, And I can use this after attack. Yeah. I play this! Okay, I miss that guy. I'm about. That's a massive swing, and the guy is uh, is actually he hasn't even moved. He's outside the reach, and the ghost pushes him inside the reach, and it chops his head. Yeah, nice. The real power of this one, those four guys are dead, is that I am now in dust storm assault stance. If anyone moves to a, an ally within three squares of me, or attacks an enemy that is not me within three squares of me, I can shift up to six squares and attack that guy. That is an opportunity action, which means there's a kill box. Nice. There's a kill box right here. So if anyone box comes in death. and attacks you guys, I can go whoop, 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 bing, for each guy with them. Turn. Speaking of. That guy. That guy just approached Pinter. Jason, yeah. It's an opportunity action. And then I have light concealment. So if this guy you moved have, You are lightly adjacent. obscured. Oh, that's an enemy. So these two moved uh, adjacent. This one, that ask, one. I would ask... Brace attacks that guy. As okay. Reaction. Opportunity, which is a uh, a reaction or an interrupt. Oh, it's to the move, so it doesn't matter. Um, Sorry? Yes. You get it? Uh, that is four... Yes. They have enough. to end their turn. It's 47... Okay, Why? I have to do these uh, a little bit one at a time. So here's Brandis, here's two of them that are charging him. No, I have to. 36 and a 51 versus Will. Ah, with Nads, I have a 35. Alright, so. You do not have Nads. Psychic damage for each of them. And they each get to shift and attack again. So they each shift like that. How's it if they move adjacent or they become adjacent? Um, I will check that in one second. Uh, 36. With power. That is a fine power. I believe. Oh, I'm not. And when they're attacking again, they attack Ren. Officially until after that point. Oh, then the main thing is, uh, yeah, if an enemy moves, willingly moves adjacent to one of your allies in the squares, or makes an attack that does not include you as a target. It'll be a reaction no matter what, so it has to. It would happen at the end of this whole attack. So you'll get to attack both of them. Well, okay. Yeah. What? What's, what's the bonus of lightly obscured? Uh, two. Okay. So it's two. two. Um, there you go. Uh, forty-six, forty-four is against Ren. Uh, one hits. 
That sucks. One hits, so there you go. 18 psychic damage. They don't, that doesn't yeah. chain. Uh, so, Dan, you already, oh, never mind, you didn't do an opportunity against this guy. So you have an opportunity against each of them. They hit. Indeed. Um, one, two. Uh, one definitely hits. Two. I will use heroic effort to hit the other one. Wait, nice. did I get confused with who's business? Brandis? No. 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 <laughs> Brandis that was old Brandis. New Brandis has a cloak. Okay. Alright, this one misses. Um, I use heroic effort to, to kill the second one. Okay. Good job. Uh, more guys charge in. I have to do them one at a time because of their shifting mechanic. These two charge in at Brandis. Again. It's going to be a 37 38. Okay. 18 Ooh. psychic damage each. I am now bloody. They okay, both... um, would you like to spend a healing surge? Sure. You to, to heal how much? Your healing surge. Uh, mm, oh, no yeah, problems. I'll do that. Okay, you can do that. Okay, go ahead and do that. Uh, here, one of them's gonna attack uh, Red, and the other one's actually gonna attack Brandis. This is after the shift. Oh, gonna miss. the other way around. Yeah. 39 51. That one probably missed and hit. 18 damage. Do you kill them? Um, yes. One second. Okay, I'll do the attack first. Um, that is. Um, why would I? Because I... they, oh, they attack around. Well, yeah, and then, then. I only get it if they move adjacent to one of my allies. I don't know if that's a move action or if they move, move. Yeah, I don't know. Um, This guy definitely gets hit because... Well, no. Well, one of them gets hit because... Just roll one. I think if it attacks you, it doesn't count. Okay. First one um, is... Chat can clarify. Is, it says move to shifting count. It's a death storm assault, Internet. And I missed critical failure. Okay, they're both still there. Um, and I got hit once more? Yeah. yeah. And then I will heal. Two more guys Ooh. charge in at Brandis. Here are the attacks. That's a problem. Uh, 4751. Both hit. So both going to hit at 18 psychic damage. They're just shifting and attacking Brandis again. again. All right. And here you go, 3850. Um, that both hit. And so it's another 18 psychic damage each. Um, all right. Did you take your healing surge? I'm going to use my healing surge now. This one will charge there, charge Brandis. There's a last attack, 41 versus Will. Ooh, yeah. uh, that hits. So another 18 damage. Ooh. He then shifts <coughs> and he attacks Pinter. Hmm. I shift over and kill him. Uh, 36 Will. Yeah, no, it doesn't hit. Okay. Not so again, you get to shift. shift He's here. I can shift six squares. Okay, okay, so you can through. shift wherever you want. Uh, he has an opening, so he can he can shift. Um, well, it's rough terrain in Aurora's zone. Oh, yeah, to everyone? Shift. It yeah. just says it's rough terrain. Doesn't uh, specify. Okay. Where it's already rough there. Um, I wouldn't be able with six squares. Can I cut corners? Yeah. So one. Can I cut yeah, with, through allies, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You're through enemies. Yes, yeah. you can. One, two. Uh, basically, can I end up here? One. You two, can do this. Three. Boom. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> one. Um, I forgot. I forgot you can do it so much. Basically, yeah. So you think I should go here? You if you go there, I'm gonna. One, if you two, go there, three, I'm gonna four, drop a nuke five. on you. If you go there, then I won't drop one on you. Because you'll be able to kill. It's only five movement to get here. Um, That'd be six to get there. I'd rather be. Uh, yeah. I, stay together. Well, actually, no, that would be seven because you'd be moving into rough terrain. One, two, three, four. Oh, you can move through Pinner. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you can also go one, two, Just three, he looks three, three, four, five, six. Well, I like the idea oh, that the right. guy is charging at him with his spear. Okay. And Pinter and you killed him. Brandon right. leaps uh, over his back. Roll now. Sorry. 
It is a two. I mean, I rolled a two. So I did not. I... Okay, who's next? Uh, that's me. So, play. so, so the, uh, let me describe real quick. These guys that all charge in are, uh, you know, from Brandis's uh, mind, and so they all fight like him as they just strike in, and then, as Brandis always do- does with the quick footwork, they strike in and then shift over, striking again as they just uh, repeatedly pummel their targets. Brandis is able to fight some of them back, but not most of them. Okay, um, can somebody just start pointing at these okay. gotcha. minions here? Okay, this is against Reflex. What? Against Who reflex. all... So your target is 40, all, all six here? Yeah? 43? All six? Yeah. So we're oh. dropping them? Okay, this okay, one. Okay, so the first one's 40... But I get a plus two, so 48. Okay. So kill it. 43 is the goal. Uh, then 53, because I crit on that one. 50. Do you anything special when you crit? Yes, he does. Handle it afterwards. Uh, just keep it in mind. So that's a 38, so that one will miss. 49, 44. <laughs> yep. Not bad. Okay. Then, as a minor action, to do the same thing, centered on this guy. Okay. So that's um, going to be versus start with him. four. Just a second. Just use the first. Okay, so this is going to be 46. Are these the same defenses? Yep. Yes? Yes. Okay. 46, 44, 48, no. 44. Oh, yeah. 43. Oh, yeah. 44 was the yeah. last one. So that all nice. hit. And then action point. Woo. Same thing focused Clean on up. the big white guy. Okay. He's scary. I like that. Using aliens as demons, it's really fun. Great TV. So 38. Nope. Oh, it's just 45. Yep. 43. Oh, that works. man. The okay. chief is still there. Okay. Are we Making completely the noise. Paladins are the only ones who are completely defeated, right? And uh, maybe. I th- enters think so. Two hues. One red, two one red. And, oh, and that's gonna be Red's turn. So no, that's me. Um <laughs> oh, wait, so are the paladins all done? Yes. Or genocide. Okay. And it's either a paladin it's almost, or a brand. It's almost over. I was gonna have it do something when all of your guys are done, but I don't know what, so. Aurora! <laughs> you can maybe describe as Aurora finds her mind completely clear. Hmm? Her mind is never completely clear. No, no, it's, a, it's, it's swirling with thoughts. But really, that's not one of them. That's not one of them. It's one. One less. One less. <laughs> one less. Um, so we're just, we're cleaning this up? <coughs> Clean it up. Is that what it is? Well, all the paladins no. are... What do you mean? I mean, continuing are, are gone. I see. So you're saying it's my turn. No, no. no something no, happens. No, saying, all the paladins all are gone. The yours is the only your one particular where torment of... is gone. Yeah, your torment's okay. gone. That's cool. And you can describe it if you want. If you um, want something nifty to yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean, they've all, they've all exploded. And not in, like, gore and anything. But they've just... They've vanished like, like dreams do. And... Part of her feels a little bit melancholy at this because they. It, it really reminds her of a very unfortunate event in her life that she tries to to get over, but it is, just doesn't. And uh, she breathes a little easier. It's it's as if the the weight has lifted off of her chest is not pressing down on her quite as much, and with a renewed sense of vigor, despite the pummeling that a couple of us have received. Uh, is ready to fight 
once more and lay rest the demons of our past. Okay. Anything I didn't flavor. Yeah. Uh, but flavor. Ren's demons should go. Oh, yeah. yeah Ren's demons have to go. So Singular Ren, demon. still being so, uh, just the adrenaline rushing from the, uh, from, from the vision that he just had of all of the demons, or all the demons, all the devils chanting and seeing, I mean, he's still pretty hopped up and angry at the croaker <laughs> and everything. He just, upon seeing these just hordes of people surrounding them and rushing in, he just starts dropping just fire and brimstone, just start raining out of the sky, just smashing the ground. Uh, craters forming, you know, cracks with lava and stuff coming up and it just obliterates enemy after enemy as, you know, a a, <laughs> a molten oh, just a rock p- pierces someone's chest as another one, a rift opens up in the in the ground underneath them and they fall into a, 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 a it's filled with lava as the lava then cools over them um and it just one after another just gets decimated by this rain of fire. And that was just made against me. That old miss. Uh, yeah, the, that misses you easily. Opportunity action, Brandon. I like it. For flavor, what would runs have done? I can't tell. Uh, I would have dazed. Oh, nasty. Brandis. That's very important. Oh, Brent, you get to kill him, huh? Because he attacks someone else. Oh, the devils are dead! Mm. I like it. Let me age one now. Oh, that's pretty close. Okay, uh, Pinter's turn. I kind of is called how. Pinter gives you a healing infusion. Hmm. Here's all the info. Here's the info. Uh, <laughs> he shifts... Can you shift in rough terrain? Uh, you can or take a no, five unless you can shift two or something because it costs a double move. Uh, so will he provoke and tackle? Can you then? Yes, he will. Oh, say love you. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. Unless uh, you like do a melee attack on him. He does <laughs> magic weapon. <laughs> he does magic weapon with, with uh, against um, one of his sisters over here, <laughs> killing her. Uh, again, giving everyone adjacent one, two, and three uh, plus two to attack and a plus five damage. Oh, wait. I have that. Um, and he has a thing that makes that a minor action to cast. That's awesome. cool. That's nice. And then he uses thundering armor on Hugh, giving Hugh a plus one to AC, and also uh, killing this guy. Just one adjacent. Just one. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so that is my turn. Took two off the board. Helped out people. Uh, so Greg, the last Kalashtar can go, but I'm going to do flavor now. Uh, the Croaker uh, loves this chaos as all these enemies rushed in and Pretty everyone just counter held avoid that. And then, um, all these ghosts are just streaming out yeah. of him. And they're actually causing chaos, but also kind of sinking into your weapons and your armor and actually guiding your attacks, uh, these ghosts. And, um... All right. 
Oh, and Drake, I provoke an attack opportunity uh, from this Brandis bad guy. Oh, you do? Yeah. Alright. So he saw his, I don't know what his thing is doing, but there you go. Okay, gotcha. Um, and... I think... Does not hit. Okay. And uh, and then so basically the these yes are coming out. He turns and sends his sister out against this illusion, and his sister comes out with two blades drawn, just slices right through it. Uh, and then he sends out a whole host of ghosts that sink into uh, a ghost host. Make it swirl around uh, Hugh, deflecting the blows of the attackers coming in. And then they burst outwards, uh, just eliminating another one of these illusions. And Croker laughs and says, This is fun, we should go after more guys. You get an opportunity action. My trigger is, one of the triggers is, <coughs> an enemy makes an attack that does not include you as a target while within three squares of me. Yeah, you can get yeah. an opportunity on someone's opportunity. And Drake, I uh, guess, uh, Hugh used something so that the wizard didn't attack him. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is Hugh's turn. Yeah. I used Weave Through the Fray as he moved adjacent to me, and I shifted away. I missed it. As an immediate interrupt. Hugh, you missed him. Through the fray. Cool. That's awesome, because I can and clean up the rest, too. Um, Hugh. Um, do I need to do this? Finish the fight. Is that worthwhile? Second. 37. No, it'd be wasted. Sorry. He's at 35. Okay. Who's a quarry? That one. Not that that makes a difference. Yeah, that one too. Why not? As, um. Attack roll. Um, both are more than high enough. Hits uh, his personal person and that one so splash damage kills those two that one kills that one so that oh, clears nice. out the rest of them Finish well the fight. Um, so Hugh targets his last villager and says once again I've already killed you and sends an arrow lightning pulses out from him kills the last of Pinter's one turns around fires an arrow past Pinter's shoulder taking out the Last of Brandis' right, work fighters. Just Who's to be next? clear, you did you say it again, or did you say again? I've already killed you. I said it again. Okay. Who, who's next? Aurora. Is there anyone left? You find. Nice. That as Hugh takes down the last of the uh, of the soldiers here, the the buildings all melt into the ground. The illusion is completely gone. You find yourself. You find yourselves kind of. Standing at the bottom of this uh, crevasse that you originally found the tear in, and standing in front of you is Levelus Enerath. You know, just by how he looks, matching the, the paintings that you've seen, and he stands there looking somewhat frail, holding a staff, and, uh, and he says, I will finish you off myself, and points to, uh, to strike at Aurora. Aurora, your turn. Um, he looks frail. He said. Like, like I, like, could I take him down pretty easily? You might be able to. Okay. Um, she's gonna, she's gonna try and knock the weapon out of his hands. Um, origin typing keywords. 
Ah, yes. Got that it, too. God, God. But, uh... Or is it illusified? Should I... Uh, uh he is, um, um... She charges him. Solo, elite. He is a solo... Uh, controller, uh, striker? Divine... Let's give it a shot. Controller. Okay. And, uh, but he seems heavily wounded. Like, this whole place... You've okay. been fighting against him all along. Alright, Aurora, Aurora charges him and attacks him. So okay. you can have me charge if you want. Roll the attack. Pretty good. Uh, Ooh, 30, 32 plus 17 is 49 versus AC. That'll hit. Describe killing Lavalus on her own. Oh. Oh. She wasn't trying to kill him, she was attacking his, his weapon. She kills him anyway. <gasps> Describe, build that into your flavor. Ooh, yeah. um, well, inadvertently what killing what weapon does he have? You couldn't even a staff. A staff. not kill him. Okay. Yeah, here's, here's, no, here's what happens. She's not intending to kill him. She actually does knock the weapon out of his hand. It's like, ugh, like that. And he's like, helpless. And then all of a sudden, this storm that's around her, because it, it is a... It's an ongoing effect. Um... Raxus, who is now covered in shards of ice, just plows right through the core of him before she can even stop it. It just is like, he just bores through the core of Lavalus Enerath, uh, ripping the, the life energy out uh, with it. So it kind of like flows back out as if there's like a big now hole in his chest. You can see the ribs sort of... Uh, moderately exposed and crackling off in the cold they break and he just falls flat on his back with a, a one final gasp of, of uh, cold uh, cold air kind of coming out of his mouth as he falls his last breath is it Pinter that I kind of don't feel bad we didn't have to talk to him Pinter with his mind cleared with the callous star yeah, reaches up bad. And That's pulls bad. off his mask with the suction noise and says, The shards! The shards! Take out the shards! Aurora fumbles for a second and it's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> we all look <we> <laughs> like idiots. As you hold out Aurora the shards... As is common with Pinter's magic. You hold out the shards, uh, Lovelace and Russ body just <laughs> instantly disintegrates and, and then you see kind of a a white mist move up into the shards, and as it does so, you can kind of see uh, um, time behave strangely as you see, like, bits of dust move through the stream that, like, speed up and slow down and pull into the shards and then wash over your bodies. Unlike the time with shards seems to move over, uh, to kind of move into your bodies much quicker and with less... Uh, 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 triumph, you know, or with less uh, consequence. <laughs> I can't drama? think of the word. Less drama. The path has already been blazed. Ah. And uh, and it washes over your bodies. Hooray! We all have beards now. As you look to each other, you find there to be no change in each other. That's good. Good, I guess. What's happened to the area we're in? You are at the bottom of that like crevasse where oh, the tear was. Bad. The tear is no longer there. Well, my chain. 
did it work? I'm guessing All right, yeah. just goes, oh. I don't feel any different. No. I mean, stress is all this. I mean, obviously, is this uh, an illusion? senses that we, we've absorbed the god. No, Pinter does not. Is this an illusion? What? We didn't Arcane absorb types. the god? As Pinter tries to feel for that change, that change in presence there, does not find it to be there. Can he do an arcane analysis of what went wrong? Sure. Roll well, I can't check. Um, 53. Jeez. Pinter senses that the illusion is not gone. He can feel the tear still there, and as he does so, he breaks through it and then sees the tear reappear, but it is getting weaker and weaker, and as it does so, it just kind of collapses into a single point, and then you see... As, uh, as there's just a, a small explosion, a man falls to the ground where it was just at your feet. And you see, again, the figure of Lavalus Enerath. But this one, is, uh, this one is unconscious and just mumbling and babbling to oh. itself. And just going, uh, what? Uh, it's like not even saying words, just kind of rolling around on the ground. Oh. That was you... not Lavalus. This is he. We mentioned it before, like, there was a crazy aspect we were talking to. Not. He says uh, he has been living in the illusion. He has no protections to that aberrant energies out there. And Pinter kind of goes by his side and, like, holds his head in, in his hands. Aurora feels real bad. <laughs> uh... Arcane medical-wise. What's the state of this guy? Um, he is completely mentally gone. He's practically... I mean, you could call him comatose. He's kind of moving around a little bit, but there is absolutely no recognition of the world around him. Tentoy is kind of holding him. He says, Ren. He calls Ren. Ren says we, we, you're all like crowded around in the bottom yeah. of the Ren says what are we waiting for he is weak let us finish what we've come here to do as he takes the rod out and points it right at his head Pintu Pintu says is there a way for you to do this without great pain well fast yeah quickly by, if by fast you, or no pain you mean fast and Ren just goes Boosh! as a red bolt flies out of the end of the rod and it just it 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 hits him right in the forehead and it just covers his whole body in a red energy that then just seeps into him as Lavalus Anarath just stops muttering and just goes limp in Pinter's arms. And this time you see, you feel the crystals glowing, and like even before you can grab them, you see the uh, you see the crystals kind of they, they're glowing bright white, and then his body does start to deteriorate. This time, it takes a lot longer and is more more drawn out as then it, he just becomes pure light, which glow which rises up out of the um, the crevasse there and starts to flow into the crystals. 
we'll continue next week. Oh. <laughs> Not bad, guys. Are we leveling us. up again? <laughs> no.